Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the Catherine. We are the Sports Brew, and we're going a little old school this evening since we don't have a game to worry about on Sunday. I'm certainly not counting the Pro Bowl as anything we got to give much of a crap about. Or, you know. Peter Griffin called with that's his right. thoughts. That's right. One of, one of our classic sound bites. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? There you go. So, I don't. we don't have to worry about, you know, sometimes our schedule gets a little tight. You know what I mean? Because you want to... You want, you want to cover stuff, but you want to release podcasts in front of other things. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, we don't have as much of that to worry about, which is one of the nice parts about the break between the, the championship games and the Super Bowl. A little bit of a layover. You know, that's all right. So we get a chance to kind of hang out, have a good time, and do what we like to call a freestyle Friday. Always good fun. So hopefully tonight we can bring it strong, bring it long. Or as Shannon would say. That's what she said. There you go. All right, well, if that's the case on this fine Friday night, sir, let's get you up in this piece. What's going on, brother? It's Friday, and I got a job, and I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> and you don't have the flu. And i getting over the flu, there and I'm go. back from Indy from raising that one in one flag. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I listen. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. That's great. That's great. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but uh, in all honesty, it is good to be back. No, man. it's good to see. You. I'm glad. I'm glad you recovered from your flu incident. You know. And by the way, yeah, it just gives me more appreciation for Michael Jordan in the flu game. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, man, you you were supposed to go all flu game, but you went all flu lame, man. You had nothing. I was in you. bed by like nine that night, dude. I was done. You were done, <laughs> done skis, man. Done skis, bro. That's okay, man. The, the flu, the, you know, the flu just bushwhacks you. I mean, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do. Just rest, rest up, fluids. hydrate. I lost ten pounds, by the way. Hey, Thank did, you, flu. Did you end up with tiger blood this time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just curious. I mean, hashtag asking for a friend. <laughs> hey. I don't know, man. All I know is, is I told somebody, they are like, hey, man, congrats. You got kickstarted on your weight loss. I was like. That's not the way you want to, you know, no, get the beginning not. of the year going, man. So anyway, well, look, I am glad that you were able to whip it. How about that? There you is go. Is that better? Does that work? Okay. It works for me. Nice. Well, there you go. All right. But we get to see another face that wasn't around last uh, last week when uh, Mark, Mark and I held down the fort, man. That's right. Old Giggity Giles. What's going on, man? He's like, he's got vials of like kidney stones, like people have moon dust. It's freaking, <laughs> it's freaking crazy, bro. On oh, earth, man. <laughs> Trust me, it wasn't my idea. You can blame the doctor who uh, did perform the surgery. That what for giving you a shard of that thing? Yeah, it wasn't my. I was. I woke up in recovery and found out that Penny had it. I was like, okay. <laughs> Look, some people keep a tooth. You know what I mean? Some people keep a lock of hair. You got like kidney stone shard chunk. I, I got a painful reminder of what not to do yeah, ever I, again. Yeah. That's kind of the way I look at it. I look at it and be like, nope, I nope. am not going to uh, do not, that shit ever nope, again. Ever again. Well, as you as you enjoy your recovery and avoid kidney stones, at least we can drink beer. That's right. Look at the bright Damn side. straight. Damn straight. Beer. You had it a lot worse than I did. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> well, welcome. It's good to see you again, man. I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better and you're up and at them. So, 
uh, happy to see you, and uh, hopefully you can avoid those uh, uh, unpleasant shenanigans ever again. I hope. I hope as well. That's right. And uh, uh, Mark, I don't. Mark may make an appearance tonight. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I don't know if he's out, uh, uh, blasted out, gut rot, or taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, or you know, just recovering from his work week. <laughs> I don't know what what the deal is, but uh, we'll see if he pops up at some point over the course of the evening. Uh, maybe he's in mourning for the end of the Kansas City Chiefs season, and uh, <laughs> maybe he's like, "Damn it, Lindy! Damn it, the Patriots!" Bah! And he, he just maybe he just can't deal with it. Maybe. <laughs> But uh, we'll see. maybe he'll pop up. We'll see. We'll see. Not 100% sure, but uh, that's okay. We also have a going – since it's a Friday, he doesn't have to worry about getting up too early tomorrow and getting to work. Hoorah. Got old Whitfield up in here tonight too, man. So let's see. Where should we go? Hmm. Huh. I'm not sure. Well, you know, I'm trying to figure out what to – it's been a while. You know, actually, we're going to go old school for you. You're going to get some Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Welcome back, Whitfield. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for your hot take. <laughs> can't wait. Cindy <laughs> uh, Lauper, really? Yeah, time after time. Yeah, dude, it could be worse. It could be girls just want to have fun. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Since you're actually here tonight, how about this? This is what you get. How about this? Since you're going to fuss. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. We'll bring into the Spice Girls. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you gone from bad to worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What am I getting next? Rick Astley? Maybe. 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 If you really want to get Rick rolled, I'm sure he can accommodate <laughs> you. Yeah. But, but you know what, though? <laughs> oh, man, what? But you do realize that Matt and Brett Favre have been hanging out this week. Yes, sir. Reminiscing about the <laughs> reminiscing. Uh, Saints. Oh, God. And how they just got so screwed over on a call. Oh, that wasn't yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Where? Karma. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's not. I feel bad for the Saints on some on some. I really do. I mean, I th- they did get hosed, right? I'm not saying that that's the reason they lost that game. Um, you can certainly look at that as a definitive point in that game that helped set up what the Rams were going to do. It certainly didn't help the Saints in any capacity. Um, you can, you know, that's one of those things. In the heat of the moment, though, in the heat of the moment, when that non-call happened, it felt like they were getting completely robbed. That game was being taken away from them, and that people were going to riot, flip cars, and burn down the damn, you know, Superdome. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the cascade of boos that rained down multiple times in that stadium were impressive, throaty, and ridiculous. And they were showing pictures, and that stadium was crazy-ass loud, and they were taping over golf's helmets ear holes dude and of of course they also had i think he went through three helmets i believe earlier in that game you you remember those sideline shots where they're trying to get his helmet right because he can't they're having issues communicating uh golf and and obviously mcveigh and uh, dude that place was rocking man they showed pictures where it looked like uh dust was coming down from the ceilings and all that kind of stuff because people were jumping down and so loud there was so much going on in there 
Uh, and that part was great to see. I mean, that's, you know, again, it's the Superdome. It's supposed to be loud. And they did a great job of that. It, it certainly showed that way in the beginning of the game. But, oh, man. God, that finish. That finish. You can always cherry pick out moments in games that are backbreakers and that change momentum and that flip the script, however you want to say it. But it, it's just in the heat of the moment watching that game, it's just really, it was really hard not to feel like they got robbed. Now, that being said, <laughs> and, <laughs> as, I th- as I think, uh, you know, I, I think of all the years that Matt, uh, of course, we, we go way back. And um, so we sort of grew up with Redskin stuff and Packer stuff. And, you know, Favre, as, as I've said before, Favre was my favorite player all time. I love Daryl Green. He's close, but Favre was my dude. And uh, I kept going back and watching like highlights and, you know, thinking about what happened in that NFC championship game between the Vikings and the Saints. And there's a part of me that just, as much as I feel for him, <laughs> Justin Timberlake may have said it eloquently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? When you watch yeah. the highlights from that old school game, and I, re- I mean, 2009 really isn't that old school, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's a decade ago, bro. That's it a is. decade ago. I mean, I, that's nuts. That's I mean, nuts. I remember my mom got me tickets because it was my 30th birthday. My mom got me tickets to the game to go watch the Colts and the Jets play. And I remember driving home, listening to the broadcast, Mm-hmm. And the announcers were so upset. And these were national announcers who were supposed to be unbiased and, you know, not for any team whatsoever. And there were so many times in that game, they were like, my gosh, the Vikings are getting hosed uh-huh. on these calls. And it's like, not till you get home and actually see it for yourself. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah, I found a tweet of it where somebody, <clears throat> and I guess they had. Uh, at some point, you know, like they were watching on TV and they were recording with their phone and they tweeted it out. But it was like a highlight package showing all these different things that had happened, whether it was a, a really awful, I think one was an overtime where they called a, a, a PI on oh, uh, a Vikings defender. Fell. Where the guy's just falling down. They throw, a, you know, they throw a PI flag on him. But the high-low hit on, on Favre. I mean, there's just like all this stuff that happened and you're like, what? What the hell is that? So again... I empathize. I do have football empathy for the Saints because in the moment I felt like that was that, that was a horrendous no call. I think it's reasonable to state that's probably the worst no call of the year in Maybe the league of all time. I don't, it's in the top it's five. Up there. It it it's the Mount Failmore. It's pretty high on. It's because there were two different penalties on the play. I know. Well, yeah, head, yeah hitting the, hit the dude in the head. Uh, yes. so, and the thing is, it's not just it's not just that it's a no call. It's the timing <clears throat> of it and where it is in the game. Because realistically, if the Saints get that, A, if the guy doesn't do it, maybe the, maybe the dude uh, catches the ball and runs in the end zone touchdown, boom. But if they at least just call a penalty of some sort, whether it's pass interference, whether it's helmet-to-helmet contact, you know, the Saints' win probability was like 98 or 99%. I mean, it was obscenely high. So yeah. could they have missed a field goal? Sure. <coughs> could the Rams have blocked it? Sure. Could they have turned the ball over somehow? Yeah, you bet. Sure. But sure. Their, win, their, their probability of winning was astronomical at that point. And the thing that's sad on some level is, understand this, for all the things the Rams did tremendously, they opened like hell 
in that game, that's for sure. Um, but by the time we got going, they tightened up on defense and they really made something uh, and fought, clawed and fought their way back into that. It's not just the plays they made to get back in. It's the plays they made to win. And it's a shame <clears throat> that instead of thinking about you know, the hit and the pick and OT, uh, some of this other stuff that they did, you end up going back to that want to a no call. And it diminishes on some level what the Rams accomplished. And that's really, it's unfortunate. Because the Rams did enough to earn the win, but you're going to draw, it's like the league is, t- the Rams aren't tainted. It's not their fault. Now, it was a bad, I mean, they committed the the non-call. They committed the pen, the foul that wasn't a foul. They did that, but it's not their fault that the refs didn't call it, but it's hard not to feel that, you know, there's some level of football travesty in that. But again, as somebody, as a far fan, as somebody that really, truly believed that that Vikings team was good enough and was going to, gosh darn it, I'm good enough. <laughs> People like I'm me. good enough. I'm smart enough. Smart enough. Doggone it. I'm People t- like me. I'm tough enough. <laughs> I take painkillers enough. And people like yeah. me, you know, that, that was a super, to me, that was a Super Bowl winning team. I mean, they were so good. And AP fumbled in that, you know, AP's not a fumbler. He fumbled in that damn game. They had a lot of things that kind of went sideways, but the officiating was a travesty in 09. So again, I say, I, I, while I have football empathy, <laughs> now that doesn't mean the league you know, that we just walk away from that happening and nothing changes. Something should change, right? And we'll, t- well, obviously, we'll spend some time talking about that because that's just not a satisfying... I don't care what angle you spin it, whether it's integrity of the shield, the integrity of the game, and God bless, with all the sports gambling coming in, you can't have that kind of crap happening. No. There's no way. There's no Man. way, dude. I mean, especially, I mean, with it being the new L.A. team and, you know, the mm. NFL wanting L.A. to get to a Super Bowl, especially when they're going to host it in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is those kind of things happen and they fuel all the all the NFL conspiracy theorists. All right. I'm, and <laughs> there's some merit <laughs> in being open. You know, sometimes conspiracy theories are interesting, and sometimes maybe there's there's some partial truth in, in elements of them. But what's unfortunate is when something like that happens and you have to question the integrity of what's being done on field, it takes away from what these teams, what those players, what those coaches, it takes, you know what I mean? It essentially, it takes that away from them. Uh, and that that integrity of the game piece it takes that away from us as fans. Problem in with what you're saying is is the NFL hasn't even come out about that play at all this week. No, but you're you're starting to hear rumblings, uh, rumblings and stumblings and bubblings. I mean, they, they they've talked to the owner of the Saints. They obviously you know addressed it with with Peyton immediately after the game. I think they're just trying to get a lot of things all their ducks, their proverbial ducks in a row before they make their statements. Because, you know, on right that evening, you know, PFT had a, had a piece saying that they were going to come out and make a formal statement, and then they backtracked. So mm-hmm. I, they definitely went in the CYA mode. And there's a lot of, you know, that, that was something that spun out of control. In the moment, we knew that was going to be, anybody that watched that game knew that was going to be a big deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. You knew that was going to turn into a big damn deal, which it should. 
Because again, you get into, it's not just a missed call. It's not just a bad call. It is an all-time level bad non-call, right? It's it's an yeah. all-timer because it's when it happens, it's the, the game that it happens at, it's, you know what I mean? It's where, it's when, it's how, it's what. All of the things that factor in to making something like extra volatile for people, that that had that. And you know? here's the thing. If you're not going to call that, don't bother showing me any more safety commercials about how the NFL is more safe. <laughs> don't don't bother. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you're a hypocrite at that point. Because well, the dude got blown up in his head. Blown up. Like, yeah. Don't yep. don't bother. Trust me. Don't do it. Don't bother anymore with no. the two guys watching for concussions. Don't do. Don't throw that commercial. Well, hey, you know they did report that the, the concussion rate is uh, you know has dropped significantly, which is good. Which is good. Um, I, I look, I, I didn't know we were going to... I guess it's kind of hard to avoid going that direction in some capacity out of the <clears> gate. I mean, realistically. So maybe we need to, to do Saints and Rams and then <laughs> we'll deal with some other stuff in some other games. But uh, again, at the end of the day, you get into the integrity piece. You get into owning it. I, I don't think anybody's happy with how not only the call, but how the league handled it. And... Um, there's been a ton of blowback and they've earned every little last shred and ounce and, you know, they've earned all of it because I don't know anybody that can, can look objectively, not just at the call, but how the league has handled it and go, man, they've really done a great job with this. You know what I mean? 100, (laughs) a plus, (laughs) I mean, it's not there. Yeah. Uh, 100 BSE. (laughs) Yeah. Level 100 fail. Uh, you know, I've certainly had my grievances with Roger Goodell and the league, whether it was cap penalties or the whole deflate gate debacle. Um, there's a lot of things, you know, that the league has just mishandled. I mean, Lord knows um, they couldn't handle the, the Ray Rice thing well. They didn't handle the Kareem Hunt thing well. They haven't done a good job with certain officiating issues. They certainly haven't handled this particular officiating issue particularly well. Look, in, in today's game, with the amount of technology that we have, there's a lot of avenues and a lot of ways to make sure that you minimize that kind of outcome. And, it, you know, that is – and I forget who had the tweet. I, th- I think, Shannon, you retweeted something. I don't remember if it was Schefter. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> but talking about how that, that, that's the kind of, you know, game situation and, and no call that alters legacies. Uh-huh. You know, and, yeah. and, and it does. Um, I'm not saying that if that call happens that the Saints win, but that's one of those things that essentially guaranteed that – they, you know what I mean, guaranteed that the Rams had more an, an additional opportunity to to come back and claw their way back in and win that game. And it's just yeah. again, it's just unfortunate because you get into the integrity of the game, um, the competency of the officiating, and people's faith and confidence not just in the officials, but in the league's ability and in the commissioner's ability to handle those scenarios. And look. Um, it's one thing for a, a, it to be a bad call. It's another thing for the league to either sit on their hands, do nothing about it, or you know look like they just. It's not that they don't give a crap because they 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 care, but are they doing right by the game? And to me, one of the one of the jobs of the commissioner is to be you know not just a champion for the league, but to represent and to step in and to intervene when there's something that adversely impacts 
um, fans' confidence uh, and players' confidence in in the sport. And if you have zero, if you have low levels of of confidence in the competence and the ability of the league to just officiate its own games, that's a I mean, huge, that's, that's a huge problem, dude. It, that's a huge problem. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it was such an obvious miss. And like, I close. <clears throat> it's not even my team, and I got so no. steamed. For about an hour on that oh, people call. were livid i mean livid. just i mean you for, not get pissed yeah like, because it even if you're a fan of the game and something like that happens even people who don't follow the game all that much they would know hey why wasn't a flag thrown this is something you're not supposed to be able to do i mean just like when you sh- uh, sent us that tweet that um <clears throat> somebody did it on madden turned Defensive PA mm-hmm. all the way down to zero, and the damn game yep. still called pass yes. interference. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, just, allegedly, but yes, it, it, yeah, they, somebody did that. Now, granted, just, Madden, Madden has some bugs, but right, but it it's, it's just the idea. And the thing is, regardless, even if it's okay, maybe the ball may have been tipped. Helmet to helmet, people. I mean, the dude left his feet. Completely, oh, almost crushed him. Helicoptered the dude. Crushed him. It, it, it was just crushed him. It was just uncalled for. And you're talking about refs that are handpicked throughout the season based on scores that are at their their league office. That <laughs> these are the best guys for the job. These guys have the highest scores during the regular well, season. Maybe, maybe, maybe it, it, they should be graded as a team instead of. You know, shoveling them all. You know what I mean? I, maybe that yeah. would be a maybe that would be a better answer to that. I'm not sure. It's just it's. I mean, how do you look at that play and just completely whiff on it? Just completely 100 percent. Two ways you whiff on it. I mean, they, they whiffed worse than that dude uh, last year versus the Vikings in the Minneapolis Miracle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not nice. It's about right, though. That's not nice. Hell, if that dude was a ref, he would have had a better chance of calling the penalty than they did, and his head was in the frickin' grass. Oh. I, I think What's that, the thing about it? Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait real, real quick, real quick. Hold on, hold on, because I started playing it. I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. This one also is dedicated to the Saints. It's Justin Timberlake Day. That's not nice. Accurate. That's, that's mean. Ha <laughs> But anyway, go. No, go. but I, I do. Uh, <laughs> and the thing about it, if he had turned around, he almost damn near had a pick six. Well, it, it, look, if if he at least turns his head, he just breaks it up. You know what I mean? He, it, you break up the pass, you call it a day. So, all right. Well, I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Let, let's let's set the stage. Let's set the table for this. Let's say because we have a couple of spinoff conversations, certainly about ways to try to, uh, to you know mitigate um, those sorts of things happening. Uh, wh- you know, maybe some options for things that can that can be done, um, and maybe they need to go the CFL route and just have PI be reviewable, which I would be okay with. But there are problems that come with that too. That's not a cure all. Uh, but again, I would stress to you that you want to have confidence. On some level, you want to have confidence in some like relative baseline for officiating competence. You know what I mean? 
Um, you, you don't want to have to worry that I don't remember the guy's name, Shannon, but uh, that that NBA official that um, did, didn't he get locked up that either bet on games or helped oh, influence games? Yeah, um, I, I can't think of his name. I don't remember if that was the '90s or early 2000s. I, I forget. Early 2000s, <laughs> but you don't want to get to the point where you go. Are they, are they shaping outcomes? You know what I mean? Like, whose pockets are they lining, bro? But, all right, here's a couple things. So, you know, again, Tim Donahue. Yeah, there you go. Because, look, you know, it's a fair argument to say one play or that one play isn't the reason that they lost. I'll hear that. It's a pretty impactful non-call. It's a pretty impactful play. That's true. Um, they did have other opportunities in that game. They started relatively strong, you know, out of the gate. Crowd was rock and crowd was super loud. I'm still blown away by the fact that Dan Arnold got that ball in his mitts. I mean, Breeze put it there for him in the first quarter, and he couldn't bring that damn thing in. So they settled for a field goal. And then they get a gift because Goff, on the Rams' possession, Goff throws it right to Todd Gurley, and that dude goes all Alshon Jeffrey, man ball bounces goes off his hands and bounces right to Davis for the pick yet again the Rams hold the Saints keep them out of the end zone they get another field goal huge huge so the I mean it's it's quite apparent that the Rams are struggling with the crowd noise you got linemen checking with each other for the calls you know in the first quarter the Saints outgained the Rams 125 to 15 all right and golf went through multiple helmets trying to get one that worked correctly. They spent a lot of time talking about this communication between McVeigh and golf, and it was abundantly clear that they were struggling. And you know, Gurley obviously did not have a good day. Midway through the second quarter, Gurley was like negative two rush yards, zero receiving yards, and two drops, including the one that bounced off his hands for a pick. So we got to see a lot of C.J. Anderson. Didn't expect that well. Didn't ex- well. Really, haven't expected most of what C.J. Anderson has done. To be fair, but I certainly expected a lot more out of Gurley that day. I don't know if he had. Maybe he had. Maybe, maybe that was. Maybe he had the flu from. Maybe Shannon gave him the flu. I don't know. <laughs> Possible. But you know, the Saints get up on them thirteen to nothing, and I couldn't help but think back to the the Eagles Saints game where the Eagles started really strong, and it's like they needed one more score. You know what I mean? They needed one more thing to kind of go their way. And the Saints really needed one of those field goals to be a touchdown. You know, here's the thing. For as strong as they started, the Rams made their adjustments. They got the communication stuff dealt with. They found ways to deal with that. And they went stone cold, man. They went balls to the wall, dude. And they totally outsainted the Saints. You know what I'm saying? In the second quarter, there they are, like, deep on their side of the field. Man, it's fourth and five. And they totally do the, you know, the fake punt. And Johnny Hacker. I, I'm just, I think I'm amazed that the Saints weren't better prepared for that, given the fact that they have done that, and given the recency of, of, of when they have done that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, Hacker, who, uh, by the way, all time, he's like 12 of 20 on those. He... <laughs> 11 of his, of his completions have gone for first downs. I mean, that was a good throw to Sam Shields. That was a good route, honestly, by Sam Shields. Um, but it's just, it's unexpected. And it's really gutsy to do that where they were on fourth and five. But they were taking, they needed to take some degree of control 
of that game and for what you know what what their production had been it took it took some cojones man it did give them a little bit of pop uh finally got a drive put together saints ended up holding them to a, a 36 yard field goal so it's 13 to 3 uh and again we talked about you know, Gurley. just i don't know if more has really come out i haven't seen anything with a lot of specificity other than he basically said he he was playing sorry and so you know it, they they just went with CJ. But um, side note, we talked about the Rams having 15 yards in the first quarter. Well, the Saints had 14 total offensive yards in the second quarter. Ooh. Big change. So you get under a minute to go. It's third and 10. Golf fires one off deep for Brandon Cooks. Huge play. Sets the Rams up with first and goal. Gurley actually does you know rip off a six-yard touchdown run which was merciful, mercifully he had a little pop somewhere in there, spinning into the end zone for the score. So it's 13 to 10 at the half. And, you know, there was a point in that game where it felt like the Saints were going to run them the hell out of there. And then they just start clawing their way back in, clawing their way back in, clawing their way back in. All right. Now the Rams did get the ball back to begin the second half, although they did nothing with that. And the Saints responded with a lot of Ingram, a lot of Kamara, which they needed to do. Uh, running, receiving, just rolling down the field. They finished off a, a essentially a drive with a two-yard touchdown throw from Breeze to Taysom Hill. So they get back up 20-10. to 10. But the Rams drive, dude, like the Saints' opportunity to, to really, you know, put the proverbial, you know, boot on the throat was earlier in that game, and they, and they just couldn't quite get that done. Rams' next drive is all business, dude. Man, golf's on point. Rams are popping off for some big gains. The Saints are able to keep C.J. Anderson out a couple of times, but – you know, on third down, Goff rolls out on a little play action deal, hits Higby in the end zone, man. Next thing you know, it's twenty to seventeen. And you know this is setting up for a dramatic finish. You know that. You don't know what kind of dramatic finish we were gonna get. You didn't you sure sure as hell didn't know that. But, you know, again, there's opportunities. The Saints again, they they missed that throw, or actually Breeze didn't miss the throw. Arnold just couldn't bring it in. But they squandered some point opportunities, particularly getting not only Dan, you know, Arnold dropping the ball, but them getting the pick and just getting a field goal out of it. And there are times you're watching the game and you're like, man, that might come back to bite you. That might come back to Wait, bite you. Are you talking about the Arnold who talks on our podcast who dropped the ball? <laughs> not that, <laughs> not that Arnold. So don't give me that crap. But, but you dropped the ball, Arnold. You idiot. <laughs> yes. No. Correct. Yes, you are an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You dropped the ball. You dropped the ball. So don't give me that crap. Shut up, Arnold. Hey. You want to fuck with me? What? Yeah, I want to fuck with you. I'm not worried about you. You son of a bitch. Stop it. Please. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah. So, no. so that's why you dropped it. Okay. That's right. But... You knew that you knew the Rams were coming, man. You knew that, and so I was really waiting for the Saints to either lock it down or finish this thing off, uh, and and they just weren't able to do that. And again, to be fair, in the moment, um, as you get as you get through this game, they 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 had opportunities. When people say, "Well, it's not just that one play," they're talking about a lot of these other things. I think to me, the Rams did more when it mattered the most. True, but you still have you still obviously the caveat is the is the no call. I mean that's just it's inescapable because it defines the nature of it defines the nature of the game. 
you get to the fourth quarter, uh, the Rams got away with defensive PI, okay? Uh, There's clear contact before the ball on a, on a play, uh, throw to Ted Ginn. The, you know, I figured it was just the old let them let play kind of non-call. You know, it, it, this thing just keeps on rolling, man. And again, the Rams and Goff, they made some they made some clutch plays, dude. Whether that's you know golf hitting Everett for thirty nine yards or hitting Reynolds for thirty three, I mean they moved down. They set up a first and goal from the seven, and this is one of those ones that came into question when they were saying, well, you know where do you pick your restart moment? Because people were always talking about, or they were specifically focused on the non call. And I think it was uh, one of the Rams linemen was on. Maybe it was Dan Patrick. Maybe it was Eisen. And he was saying, well, if you're going to restart the game, because, you know, that little commission rule thing, you know, where do you, what about the stuff right before that? Because, you know, they got away with a face mask on golf that wasn't called. Now, was it relatively incidental? Sure, but that's not how that stuff's done anymore. I mean, they definitely got his face mask. They definitely got his yeah, face mask. face masks go either way, though. I know. That, that, that one's tough. It's not like he, they really hooked his face and yanked his head around. So maybe you can say, well, you know, you let him play a little bit. Um, but had they thrown a flag on that, had they thrown a flag on that, and they get a first down, you you don't think there's a high probability that they're going to run that damn ball into the end zone? Felt pretty confident. I'm not saying they would, just like, but felt pretty good that they were going to that, that they could have set that up for a touchdown. The thing is that that opportunity is taken away from them clearly by their own non-call there. But the point was, where do you restart it and what about these other missed calls in the game or these other missed opportunities in the game? Again, that's fair. That certainly is not as egregious. That is not even right. remotely as egregious as what happened later on. You know, they end up uh, kicking a field goal to tie it up 20 to 20. And but then hold on, hold on. Yeah. Right with that thought, I agreed with um, mm-hmm. McVeigh in that spot to tie the game. Oh, yeah. Put the pressure on yeah. the Saints. Yes. I know everybody yes. and their mother was saying go for it because it was fourth and inches, but. You know, for me, like, if you don't get it, then you're still behind. But if you at least kick it, you're tied and you give your defense a chance. Look, in the regular season or maybe the Super Bowl, right, I could see that. But it's not a regular season game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. And it's not the Super Bowl. It's to get to the Super Bowl. You're on the road. That's one where you take the points. They've had positive. They've had plus momentum. (laughs) You know what I mean? They've had plus momentum. Take the damn yeah. points there. Tie the game. That, to me, makes, makes more sense. Hasn't it felt like teams haven't taken the points this year yes. and they should have? I, well, we've had. there's been a lot more aggressiveness on fourth down calls, I think, in the playoffs. And I, I like a lot of that. But when you're sitting there and you have late in the game the opportunity to tie it up and you've already exerted a lot of pressure on the Saints, keep the pressure on them. They no longer have a lead. Tie the game up. You know, McVay clearly had confidence not only in what his defense but what his offense could do. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it it just like the, the vibe, the flow of the game felt like it had largely shifted to the Rams. But again, the Saints had had their opportunities. Okay, as you're getting close to the two minute warning, second and twelve, man, Breeze just bombs one deep to Ted Ginn, forty three yards, bro. Although to be fair, for a moment, I thought the I thought the Rams DB was going to go up and grab that damn thing because that sucker was floating up there. Danny Werfel would have been proud of that rainbow, right? <laughs> I mean, totally. But you know, again, undercut Joiner made you know and and made the reception. So good for him, you know, and. and 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe the DB should have just tried to bat the ball down. Maybe that would have been a better idea. But hindsight, man. But this this is where this game to me really gets screwy, and, and they've been subjected to a lot of criticism. But I think it's reasonable. Again, some of it may be a little bit of hindsight, but you're you've got great field position. Uh, you essentially have a gimme field goal. You're at home. You're inside. You have first down at the thirteen. First down at the thirteen, dude. Burn the clock up. <laughs> uh huh. You know. Um, Saints, I could not believe they threw all the first. I, right, and see, that's another thing. It's it's not just the opportunities that they missed. I feel like looking at this game, and they have reasons they made the calls that they make. You know, uh, I, I I could swear that um, maybe that was a cover zero situation. The thing is, you know, situational football, and we'll talk about this a lot with the Patriots. It's the whole notion of situational football, situational football, managing the moment. And it just felt like whether that was Breeze, whether that was Peyton, whether that was everybody, that they just mishandled the end of the game. I mean, first down, first down at the 13. You got an incomplete pass, man. Save the Rams a timeout. Second down. Play clock gets down to one. Breeze calls a timeout. So second down again. Toss to, you know, Kamara. No game. Rams call a timeout. Third down is our throw, Breeze to Lewis. And Roby Coleman just, yeah, he gets there early. No, he never looks for the ball. Yes, he blows up the wide receiver. Hit him high. Hit him in the head. No call. Crowd boot. Crowd should have, crowd should probably just stayed booing for the next hour. A terrible no call. You know, has it, if he makes that catch cleanly, he's probably in the damn end zone. But even if he gets taken down, if he makes the catch... Bro, maybe they get a first down. Maybe they can just kind of you know kneel it out a couple times. Maybe they hand it to one of their backs and just stick that damn. Maybe they go Virginia Tech and stick it in. You know, with a touchdown. I mean, who knows? But they certainly could have just kneel, 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 kick. Sure, right? They could have run that damn thing down to what about four or five seconds left? At least. You know, again, it's one thing to let them play, um, which it. I feel like they've let some things go a little bit more in the playoffs. So sorry, Shannon. <laughs> I feel like they've let, you know, certain things go into playoffs, and, and generally, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that, but I do mind egregiously bad calls. That, I know, you know, what and I mean? it like, that I do it mind. Really, just doesn't give the chance the the Saints the chance to shake it off, you know. Oh Jesus! Well, and I think you know, see, that's another thing that, that's reasonable in that kind of moment to have that kind of call go against you. To have that kind of call go against you. And then to have, you know what I mean? That has to mess with your head. Now, they're pro players. They are. But their inability, as Shannon would say, or as Taylor Swift would say, their inability to shake it off. Listen, listen up, Saints. And you're going to have to do this with this game, too. I think it's reasonable to think that in that moment to have that kind of call go against you messes with you. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I really, I, I believe that. But it, For life. Huh? For life. Well, for, for life? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, like the results of the game do. But I'm saying in the immediate, in the short term, in the moment playing that game, to have that kind of thing go against you, I'm not surprised if it messes with the players' heads a little bit. And you know what I mean? Gets them slightly out of their zone. 
or they're pissed or they lose some focus. I mean, again, look, this is the NFL, man. They're pro football players. you got to handle that crap. Hey, Justin. But, yeah. Do you, do you think those referees wish they could go back in time and change that call? Yes. <laughs> Why are you trying to burn them all up now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, if they could turn back time, it would be that call. I'm pretty sure Breeze would be like, I'm not going to throw this floater pick on second. It was a second and 13, second and 16. Oh well, technically, he did get hit in the head, so it should have been a penalty. They weren't calling hits to the head in that game. Come on. Hey, I know it, dude, but, not doing you it. know. They weren't calling face masks on uh, golf either. Yeah, well, it, it would, yeah, I know. They had the missed call. But, Just I mean, saying. yeah. Look. I mean, Brady got hit in the shoulder pad, and there was a roughing the passer. <laughs> I know, I know. The only thing I could figure is that they he, they must have just figured from the angle that he got hit in the head. That that had to just be an overzealous, an overzealous one because that but, it, it it doesn't hold up. Given the way, some of the calls that happened, and look, those were two fantastically compelling and entertaining football games with some awful moments, but they were largely tremendous to watch but by the way justin is the irony that the rams fans did not want the referee to be in that game because they even had a um like one of those um or she what do you call it, where you get all the signatures before the you're trying oh, the to ha- petition a petition don't yes. hurt yourself there bro yeah uh, you know flu flu's got the brain gone so. no i know i'm just messing with you, you got flu brain yeah. bro. The, the Rams fans had a petition to not have the referee, uh, Bill Vinovich, I guess is his name, mm-hmm. to not call the game, and yet... There he was. He's part of the reason they went to the Super Bowl. Hey, man, well, the Patriots got stuck with, who was it, uh, Cleet Blakeman or whatever? <laughs> right? That's well, awesome. I know he's one of your favorites, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that was the deflate... <laughs> what, I mean, that was the deflate, deflate gate ref. <clears throat> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm sure Duena was like, oh, can't can't wait to see Blakeman. Oh, awesome. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't feel as badly about it since he you know, they overturned that thing with the uh the Edelman muff non touch punt thing, whatever that was. <laughs> um I thought that play was gonna stay in. I'm not I, I don't know. It, that was pretty wild in the moment, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Um but you just made me think of Kurt Autry and this uh-huh. uh, the bandit Cletorius or whatever Clet- her name was. Cletorius. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, oh my Lord. god! Did you hear about that? Oh, let me find Kurt Autry's dude. That that was so freaking hilarious. Cletorius. What's her name? Was that was that the Florida woman that was giving some dude head for a can of Pringles or something that got shot? <laughs> <laughs> no. Isn't that like a just an, an everyday occurrence in Florida, it seems, this yes. past week? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the Bugs Bunny. Uh, Sawing off Florida? Yeah. Yes. Can we great. just get rid of Florida at this point? <laughs> first of oh, all, first God. of all, how, that's that's an unfortunate transaction. Woman report after she, you know she ends up getting shot. Woman reportedly told deputies she agreed to perform a sexual act with a man in exchange for Pringles, potato chips, and five dollars. I mean, was she a furloughed federal employee? Like, what is going on that you need a, can, you know what I mean? A can of Pringles and five bucks, and it, look, once you pop, you can't stop. Clearly, 
Uh, not, <laughs> not just the Pringles, but also the dudes firing. But yeah, only Florida. Only right, Florida. So, so 34-year-old fugitive Cletorius oh Aretha Fry was captured. That's a name. Yes. But, I oh mean, God. the 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 um, <laughs> the comments were mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Only a man would have taken so long to find her. <laughs> Snatched her right up. I knew someone would finger her. Oh, Jesus. So, so where did they find her asking for a friend? No beating around the bush. It was a close shave, but they got her. <laughs> you kids are probably asking yourselves, hey, Matt. <laughs> you idiot! <coughs> Man. Urethra. Sorry, I meant Aretha the whole time. Urethra. Oh, Lord. Captured in a pink hoodie. No deal. Yeah, no kidding. Bet it was a female cop who found her. <laughs> oh, Lord. Alright. When they found her, they came in hard. I could not fit one more thing inside of me. <laughs> did Tawana tell you that? She did. She did, actually. Thank you, Tawana. <laughs> For Kurt's comment, but I can't find his comment because this was okay. hilarious. But anyway, yes. Uh, hey, where the are the white women at? Notorious, Cletorious Aretha Fry has been apprehended. Look at that. Cletorious Aretha Fry. I mean, that's like a name out of a bad... That's a name out of a shitty comic book, isn't it? They found her lickety split. Oh, <laughs> <good Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good, Woodfield. I'll give you that. Golly. Thanks, Woodfield. We didn't even finish talking about the game. How, why, how are we talking about Cletorius Aretha Fry? The referee was Cleet something. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cleet Blakeman. Yeah. Yeah. That we dude. went down the Primrose Path. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It Where's happens. the soundbite of the train crashing? <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can just stick with... We can stick, look, we can, we can totally just stick with the classic. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that one. It always works. Yeah, it, it always works. Um. <laughs> anyway... Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, Pringle. Well, at least we knocked the Pringle story out. That's good. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that was gonna like pop up right there, but uh, that's okay. But hey, once you pop, you can't stop. That's right. Once you pop, you can't stop. True story. And without even a lick of shame. Really? No. <laughs> really? Not the first one. Not the second one. Really? No. <laughs> really? Man, you know she'll never confess. She'll climb up. You're big yapper. (laughs) (laughs) So, what was it about a couple months ago? Stop feeding a fed horse. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Stop stop feeding the fed horse. That's right. Randy. Good recall. Good recall. Or as as our man Sam Jackson would say. Shut the fuck up. There you go. Pretty much. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll get back to some other stupidity in a minute. Um, 
Where were we on that? Okay, all right. So uh, the no call, the no call on uh, on Lewis from uh, Roby Coleman, um, who, by the way, I thought was fantastic that 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 dude was like, <laughs> oh hell yeah, that was pi. <laughs> I mean, at least he knows. I mean, he knows that his post game interview was funny. I mean, honestly, it really was. Um, but he crushed Tommy Lee Lewis. He crushed Tommy Lee Lewis. I just know I got there before the ball got there, Roby Coleman said, and I whacked his ass. I thought it was going to be a bang bag play, but when I got up, I thought it was P.I. because I didn't look back for the ball. <sighs> the first time I saw the post-game interview, he was talking about how an official said that somebody tipped it. And watching that replay, there is a hand up, but I don't, I don't, you know, I never saw a close up of it, but I, I don't believe that ball got tipped at all. No. I haven't seen, I haven't not seen a replay that convinced me of it, not given the trajectory, not given how tight that spiral was. I was going to say, not given how tight it was, but Lord knows that will just open something up for Shannon. <laughs> I know how that, that's what she said. I know, I know how that's going to go. But I mean, like I mean, he knows, he knows, he knows. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. I mean, it was a bang bang play. It it, it was. Well, he did let him have it. You know, look, I'm convinced, though. I, again, I, you know, we referenced the the uh, Minneapolis miracle or whatever from last season, and that dude. I mean, that's don't that that guy like. I mean, he tackled nothing. I mean, they they made the gifts of that dude tackling air. You know what I'm saying? They set up the music. He was, got the ghost. He yeah, he got the he, yeah. I mean, it was terrible. And Ro- Roby Coleman, man, I tell you what, he was like, nope. I mean. He's not going to get past me and get a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Like he com- he committed to that penalty. He committed well. He committed to that per- that foul. He committed to, to all of it, even though none of it got called. He committed to, to the shit out of that. Um, and bushwhacked the guy. But look, Rams get the ball back with about a buck forty to go. Okay, and the Ram- the Saints, as tough as that moment is, buck forty to go. Stop him. Stop him, dude. Um, 19 yards of Reynolds on second down. Cooks gets him down to the 49. There's a busted coverage. Goff hits Woods, but Woods falls down. I mean, it looked like he would have, you know, he might have broken that thing open for a damn touchdown. And Zerloin, man, oh, the leg. Dude, he ends up, you know, I mean, they're in his range. They get a couple extra yards. He's knocking out a 48-yard field goal. He drilled it. Yep. Although, for a second, I thought that thing was going to go a little wide. It kind of snuck back in. But they tied the game up 23-23 with 15 seconds to go. I will say I didn't like the fact that the Saints kneeled it out. That's an opinion. That's an opinion. With 15 seconds, can you take at least one deep shot? Maybe? You got lots, man. You can probably hit 55, 60 yards. Giving away P.I.? I mean, look, I, don't you think the refs owed him a P.I. call? Yes. I know that sounds terrible to say that. Did the Saints still have like one or two timeouts? I think they had one. But 15 seconds, man, take a shot, dude. 15 dude. seconds is enough time to get two plays off. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And you got a timeout. I don't know. I, I, it's, 
I'm not real fond of, of the old kneel it out, go to OT, unless, you know, like if there's one second on the clock, okay. I kind of get that still. Uh, not that they were going to get a call, but if if there was going to be a makeup call, that would have been a good spot for the refs to to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there, really. But <sighs> the Saints get another opportunity, dude. They 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 get the ball. They win the flip. They get the ball in OT. And the Rams get hit with a defensive P.I. See, they did owe them one. But the Saints, up, you know, set the Saints up at their own 40, man. You know, it's just, it's anyway, it's second and 16. And, you know, Fowler, it was bringing the pressure. It was a great, great play by him. Uh, ball ends up rainbowing up like a wounded duck uh, since Breeze is getting hit while he throws the thing. And, you know, Johnson makes it just an incredible interception while he's falling backwards. And I'm I'm still I'm, there's a part of me that's still amazed that the wide receiver wasn't like oh hell no <laughs> let me bat that thing down or do something. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, that that was the the old you know lemony snickets right a series of unfortunate events. Um, <laughs> I mean that's just what that that felt like. I mean the Rams get the ball at their own forty six. It's their best starting field goal uh, field position of the damn game, man. Uh, Golf has. You know, a defender all over him. He spins out, throws it to Higby, who gets down to the 39. You know, they end up setting up a 57-yard field goal. And that's that's well within Zerline's range, man. Greg the leg. Yeah, Greg the leg. Dude, I swear to you, that thing looked like it would have been good from at least another 10. At least. Maybe 15. That guy, that guy nailed the shit out of that thing. But, you know, a part of me feels a little bit bad for the Saints. Um, I hate it when those kind of things happen. And as much as I, there's a, a, a certain component of my fan side that goes, yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get. The re- it, it's, it's hard to be satisfied with that kind of an outcome. I hated it for the Vikings and for Favre when it happened. And I think it's unfortunate that it happened to the Saints this time. I don't know that if they make that call, the Saints win. I don't know. But it's just unfortunate to have a game with so many really tremendous plays and tremendous moments uh, feel like it's defined by incompetent officiating. Yeah. And an awful non-call. And it feels like, you know, getting back to the Adam Schefter tweet, Mm -hmm. you know, legacies are changed. Mm -hmm. You know, you get Sean Payton and Drew Brees to a second Super Bowl with the opportunity to go against, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. my God, you got or, two college quarterbacks well, you from don't the know 90s. That, you don't know at that point. It could have been Mahomes. You and, know, and bo- it could have been. Both, both of these games were essentially like one play away from going the other direction. I, I mean, look, a, D, a D Ford offsides, there's one, and maybe this this call. Maybe if those, those two singular plays are different, maybe we have an entirely different Super Bowl. Yeah, if one guy actually lines up properly, yeah. my goodness. Come on, bro. Which had zero effect on the play. I mean, it's it's <clears throat> And if the referee calls a proper call, yeah. I look I mean, my nfl.com playoff team looks mm-hmm. great now. Now it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, my t- my team was all was all Saints and uh Chiefs. So much for Me that. Too. Yeah, so much, so much for that. Hashtag E2. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm the only one who picked the Patriots to win that game. 
You what? Uh, yeah, no, it worked out worked out pretty well for you. I um, you know, I wanted to take the pats. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. But th- those are the breaks. I, you, hey, you know I, what I mean. I just based that off the metrics of how things seem the, to be going. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're a different beast in the playoffs. Um, they are. But you know, Kansas City's defense let them down. Uh, some coaching decisions late let them down. And their inability to do anything of substance in the first half let them down. Uh-huh. But um, and then you know, I mean, the Patriots essentially outchieved the Chiefs at at the back end of that game. It was nuts. It was nuts. Uh, we'll get to that one. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I, I, you can talk about any show or any pers- personality. I mean, is there anybody that just wasn't horrified at what the end of that game was? And again, it you you end up losing all the great things the Rams did to come back and then to yeah. win that game. The Saints lost that game. The Rams won that game, right? Not just in the in the sense of it's the one the, the win loss column. That's how it feels. It went. However, however, that th- there's still just a caveat on it. There's still an asterisk on it. There's still a what if. There's still a woulda coulda shoulda thing with the officiating component, and I hate that. Because no matter what happens going forward, five years, 10 years, 15, 20, you think back to this game, that's what you're going to remember from this game. Sometimes you only remember one thing from a game, whether that's the Minneapolis miracle, whether that's uh, Mario Manningham, whether that's you know David Tyree, whatever. Um, whether it's Vinatieri kicking the, the field goal um, against the Rams way back when. You, know, you forget a lot of stuff that happens in these games. Um, but that, that is, that is like one play and one non-call that 10 years from now, we're still going to remember that we're gonna remember the beast quake and we're going to remember a crap. No call at just like, I remember, you know, the crap that happened to the Vikings in 09 and I can still talk about it and bitch about it. Um, people are going to hang their hat on that one piece of the game, defining the outcome. And it's just a shame because the Rams deserved better than that because they played better than that. Again, it doesn't taint the Rams, but it does on some level taint the outcome of the game. That's not the Rams' fault. But gross incompetence by the officials and the, the question of integrity with the results, um, it, it's just a, it's a, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. By the way, if you're a Saints fan, that's been a rough couple of years, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brutal. Just a tad bit. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. But, you know, it, it was a competitive, entertaining, fun, largely, game marred by poor officiating. I mean, Lord knows, I don't know how long, whether it's the civil suit, all, all the petitions, all the billboards they've put up. I mean, it's just, you know, it's really going to end up spinning off. And, you know, I guess we can button up really the conversation with this game. <sighs> with this piece and then we'll take a break and then we'll move on to the uh the Chiefs and the Patriots but you you get into this whole notion of how do you redefine replay I mean there's always game altering and rule altering and league altering and sports altering moments and sometimes you you go well that made a lot of sense okay coaching challenges and replay made a lot of sense changing the awful catch rule made a lot of sense whether you want to call it the Des Bryant rule I you call it whatever you want man um that was a, you know, it was technically correct by the rule, but it was a bad rule. Ask that dude from the Steelers. <laughs> you know, yeah. ask, ask Calvin Johnson. Ask Des Bryant. 
You know, that was a bad rule. It was poorly implemented, badly executed. But you bet your ass when that happened to the Cowboys, you bet your ass they helped lobby the NFL to change that rule. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, John Elway and, and Stephen Jones certainly ha- have come out in opposition to replaying pass interference. But, you know, at some point to get this right, you know, do they have do they have to do the CFL model? You know, so I guess out of curiosity, where where do you fall on the on the PI thing? Reviewable or not? And then how would you handle it? Do you stick with the challenges or do you have to go a different direction? I I don't know necessarily PI, but if there is a question of an egregious missed call, mm-hmm. I guess within the final few minutes of a game, I think there should be I don't, I don't know if you could if you're a coach you can challenge that or well if it falls if the league the- sends in a hey because if you're a coach mm-hmm. of course you're gonna like challenge it um, I I just don't know how that's gonna work it's like if you're depending on the league to do that and they don't do it and it's that obvious then it work it looks really bad well and see that's where it gets tough because a lot of things are. There's some subjectivity to some of these. And to be fair, sometimes when you watch it in slow motion, it looks worse than it actually is. You know what I mean? I, I hear you. Be- because sometimes it, you got to take slow motion out of it and kind of watch it in real speed. And Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of, uh, you know, it's, uh, they're bang, bang plays. what they are so I mean, you have to keep that in context right i mean you have to you have to you do you do um but there are calls that are so apparent i i, I was trying to think of a without dropping an f-bomb uh on that <laughs> you know there are some plays where there, there's no debate there's no debate that it's a bad call or a missed call none zero and i think that's where you want to see it get it right but how do you how do you make that work you know, whether it's challenges, you know, does it fall into the same rules under two minutes just to review? I mean, I, I guess to me, look, that was the only game that was on at that time. You telling me to pe- they didn't have people in a league office watching that damn thing going, oh, hell no, this is terrible. You telling me they can't dial a dude or dial a dudette or dial somebody at the stadium? I mean, they got league officials there. You telling me they, they can't, whistle, you know, call down or call up or call somewhere and be like, guys, officials, refs, can you please huddle up and take a look at this? Please. I know it's not a scoring play at that point. I get it. But it is under two minutes. I don't know. Or or, or throw the flag, you know, and I guess this would be like... And talk about it. And talk about it. If you pick it up, you pick it up. I would have been okay with that. Well, I wouldn't have been happy if they had picked the... Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they threw the flag and picked that one up? Sweet baby <laughs> Jesus. But I just, I, don't, I just don't know how you miss it. So... You know, it's a it's a tough deal. What's the best way to handle it? You know, I would at least be open to saying, okay, you can challenge pass interference. You still have your two coaching challenges. Uh, of course, you always run the risk of not having a challenge late. Uh, and, and then you're reliant, say, under two minutes that there are no coaching challenges. If you'd stick with that same model, I'd be open to that because at least in, in this case, you'd get it correct. Now, would you open some other things up? Maybe you'd slow down the, the some parts of the game, maybe, but I think most people would take this as a, as a trade-off. 
um, to really get in a situation where you, you miss the egregious, where you, you remove the egregious missed calls or the egregious bad calls. You know, uh, I, I would hope that over the summer they have a, some serious meetings about this and get this stuff ironed out, man. I don't know that you can guarantee that all calls will be correct. I don't know if you can do that. Um, but it, if it falls under the purview of the challenge system, uh, under that construct of that, at least it still gives the team some degree of autonomy in managing that and maybe being judicious and saving it. Maybe. Um, we'll see. See, I don't think you really can give teams the ability to challenge it because mm-hmm. then that that just sets an interesting precedent. I now the idea of actually making it reviewable within the final two minutes, mm-hmm. I think that works a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because if there is really any reasonable doubt, the refs can be like, "Okay, we need to review this real quick." Now, granted, yes, college football does uh, for targeting penalties. Mm-hmm. They want they review those types of hits. In this case, college football would have reviewed this play anyway because of that. Yeah, because of the type of hit it was. Um, I like the idea. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like the idea of being able to review like a pass interference. But the problem is, is with the way the NFL is, the way players play practically every damn play there's passing interference there's a hold or, or there's some pi yeah i think in most cases they would do the they would leave it as called right unless it's abundantly clear that it's the incorrect call but if you can do it within like the final two minutes of a quarter or yeah. you know or the half well the half the, the half the game this, certainly this actually you know gives Gives it a little bit better chance of refs to be like, well, you know, we got someone over here saying this. We got someone over here saying this. Let's Uh take a quick look at it. Let's just get all the facts, and then we can make a play decision based on that. I like that idea, and I know if I remember correctly, I know that Belichick's someone who's actually been pushing for that type of review, like year in, year out, trying to get something going in terms of just reviewing plays just in general when it comes to that sort of thing. But if you're gonna if you're gonna turn around, I would do it where if a team has uh, two minutes and has a timeout and they want to call, a well then it's a challenge. Then, then it's a challenge. It, it, that, and that's what it should be. Well, that, well should... okay. So you, you're saying you're in favor of them challenging pass interference with under the challenge model as it exists, but. Under two minutes, it's a review. The officials of the league should just review it. Yeah. Okay. I'm open to it. I don't know how well that would work, but I would like to think it would work better than that. <laughs> what we got, I would hope. It might not. I mean, this was this was the first time that Riveron actually was like, "Yeah, we effed up." I mean, usually he defends his refs all year long. He's defended them and actually said, oh, no, they got the call right. This is the really one of the very few times mm-hmm. I think he's actually been like, nope, we screwed up. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason to try to correct stuff like this. Is this just like maybe we just have to throw the flag more often and have player, every, every guys get together, just talk it out real quick and pick it up if we have to rather <laughs> yeah, than – maybe. You know, just throwing it on the on just airing on the side of caution rather than just, well, I thought maybe it got tipped. Well, 
that's not really a good enough reason not to throw the flag. Had had the officials had somebody come out, and this is where it's tough because the NFL didn't own it. Nobody really came out and owned it. Um, and as much as I love Todd Gurley with that hilarious Instagram post uh, that was photoshopped of him exchanging a jersey with a ref to get the ref's <laughs> shirt, that was hilarious, by the way, and fake. Um, just somebody tell Mike uh, Francesa that that was a Photoshop job, please. <laughs> As much as I love that, I don't think players are going to be exchanging stuff with the refs anytime soon. Let's let's not get ourselves there, guys. Just saying. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's got to be a way to do it better. I agree. Isn't, isn't that at the end of the day? Isn't what that? Isn't that what this is really about? We can laugh about stuff, right? I mean, you got people filing lawsuits. You got people bitching about, you know, asking Goodell to invoke Rule 17 of the official rule book and replay the NFC Championship game uh, from that moment. I mean, by the time you're having those kind of arguments. I mean, this is just this is one of those very rare moments where, you know, usually and Matt and I can attest to this because we've dealt with it. I mean, you've seen us rage over just dumb shit with our teams before in the past, but this is one of those very rare things where the fans have every right to be absolutely just pissed. And they should be pissed. They should be pissed. I mean, the NFL comes out. Oh, I know what I was going to say real quick. Even in in the case with the um, Roby Coleman hit or uh, non-call, not only is it a matter of the missed P.I., but it was helmet-to-helmet contact. So if you go, I don't want the P.I. to be reviewable, either they call it or they miss it, but if you treat it like, I mean, we'll call it targeting and at the college level, but would helmet-to-helmet, would if you go, well, I don't want to review P.I., but what about the hel- like a, a, a hit to the head, a clear helmet, you know what I mean? Do you review that? I mean, I mean, you're, I, you're telling me you're worried about concussions. You're telling me you're worried about concussions. I mean, if for whatever reason, if the ref really believed that it got tipped, then he they should have owned that. They should have owned that in the post game. If that's what one of the officials said to Roby Coleman, if that's true, and that's what he said, right? Or one of the officials told me low key that some you know got tipped at the line. If that's legitimate, then that official should have been like, you know. I, I thought I got tipped at the line. That's why I didn't call pass interference. That doesn't get away from the helmet to helmet. That part. I don't know. There's got to be some. There's got to be a way to do it better than that. Has to be. Has to be. And, and that's the job of the commissioner. That's the job of the league. That's the job of the owners. That's the job of the coaches. That's the job of the competition committee. The competition committee. That's their job. You're going to tell me all this crap about the integrity of the shield, the integrity of the league. And that's the kind of garbage you're going to serve us up. And then you're not going to say anything. You're not going to get out in front of it. You're not going to own it. Own the damn thing, dude. Own it. Hey, the competition committee got the catch thing taken care of. It's time. It's yes. definitely time to hash this out because now <clears throat> what happens if we'll go, we'll go a different direction. What happens now if some, a similar play happens, uh-huh, we get another no call, but this time it ends up impacting whether a team actually makes the playoffs or not, or it's it's something that still has. Oh, that you mean like the you mean like what probably cost the Steelers an opportunity to go to the playoffs this year? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I mean it, it's happened. 
but I mean, it's just like now we're in that, now we're in that type of territory where there's just you've, you've there's just too many things that keep on happening. It's that, gross incompetence. Yeah, and again, it fuels conspiracy theories. I mean, you know what I mean. It's, I mean, it, would I would I would I have preferred to see Saints Patriots have two legendary quarterbacks duking it out in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Hell yes, just because two of the greatest going head to head. Now yeah. we get more of a battle of the coaches in this respect. Well, you got I, the young, you got the young, gu- okay. hot gun, hot guy going against you know, the young old ball hot coach guys. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I'll leave that up to the alcohol. Anyway, it's just the, the idea that the young hot guy against old old man balls, as Adam Sandler much. might there say. There you go. Wrinkly skinned old balls. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, it's it's just it's just the What's your five year plan? Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! It's just the idea at this point. I think we've got it. We've got enough video evidence to yeah. show that this is something that has to be addressed. <clears throat> it, so needs, really... it needs to happen. There needs to be some type of rule change, something, instant replay, or just you know what, throw the flag and we'll sort it out later. Something. Yeah, yeah. But you're not gonna please everybody. No, I mean you can't. It's a, you know it, it. You you won't ever make everybody happy. Uh, I think you have to allow for some degree of human error. You have to allow for some degree of subjectivity. And I think people are okay with that. They might bitch about it. They might bitch about it. But I think they're okay with that. You, you really, That's a part of baseball. It's a part of football. Um, these people aren't robots. You're, you have to have some margin, you know, some degree of latitude, some margin of error. But how big should that margin of error be? And what we're really, to me, what we're really fighting about and pissed about is the nature of the call. And not knowing how that game would have played out otherwise, and you know what I mean, it, it, it's just a shame because it, it <laughs> it's not the Ram- Well, the Rams committed the should have been violation, so it really is their fault because they did it, uh, but the refs didn't flag it, and that's on the refs. And then the league didn't intervene in some capacity. I don't know how you would have done that, but dude, just the head of officials, man, the head of officials, yo, can y'all please go take a look at that? <laughs> There's some helmet to helmet. Make that helmet to helmet stuff reviewable. Something, something. It's got to be something. So uh, we'll see. Um, but I, I love this line from uh, Benjamin Watts, who tweeted essentially at Goodell, um, who's been largely MIA during this whole thing. And so this was his message to Commissioner Goodell. Uh, we all realize that football is an imperfect game, played, coached, and officiated by imperfect people. What occurred last Sunday in New Orleans, though was outside of that expected and accepted of the norm. Your continued silence on this matter is unbecoming of the position you hold, detrimental to the integrity of the game, and disrespective and dismissive to football fans everywhere. From the locker room to Park Avenue, accountability is what makes our league great. Lead by example. We are waiting. All he needed to do was drop a bitch in there, and it would have been perfect. <laughs> That's tomorrow, yeah, and that really is good. it for us today. And we will leave you with Benjamin a, Watson. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. Okay. Maybe that's what Giddell's trying to we'll do. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I, I'll write Maybe it. Maybe that's what's we'll happening. Yeah. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> anyway.
you know, and here they are. I mean, you know, they're finding Roby Coleman at what twenty six, twenty six thousand seven hundred thirty nine bucks for the helmet to helmet hit. That one even flagged. Oh yeah, because that's not gonna help. Yeah, great. I'm sure he can pass the collection plate around in the locker room, and somebody will take care of that for him. Gladly. Yeah, that was worth it, wasn't it? I get five dollars. Was that? Hey, remember that Bounty Gate thing? Here you go. Here's a little hit for you. What up? I don't know, man. I think I think we have to get the hell out of segment one. Yeah, I agree. You know. Um, I think we're all, I think everybody is in agreement. The call was BS. Again, I, I think it's unfortunate that it takes away from what the Rams did to get back into that game and to win that game. Uh, and, and I, I the Rams earned the win. They did, but I, I can't shake the feeling that, that the saints were hosed, you know, they were hosed in, in some capacity. I don't like their play calling at the end. Um, they disappeared for stretches of that game. They should have. They should have put more points on the board early. All of that stuff is true. They had an opportunity at the end of the game that on, on defense. Their defense didn't get the job done. They had the ball first in overtime. They didn't get it done, and then their defense couldn't keep the Rams off the board. And isn't it funny that in the year of the field goal kicker fail, that you got Greg the Leg out there like crushing one to, to force OT and then crushing what. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that the longest game-winning field goal in uh, NFL playoff history? I believe so. I'm pretty it was sure. up there. Yeah. And, I mean, and that thing would have been good one. from, what, 60-plus? Oh. Almost 70? I, I think I think that would have been good from 65 easy. 70 might be pushing it, but I certainly think it would have been good from 65. I don't know, and, man. And, and that's what I think is one of the most frustrating things about this, the, the no call is that here's something that Zerline's done that, not many kickers can say they've ever done, and it's yeah. overshadowed. It is. That, that one big black scar on this game is going to overwrite everything the Rams really did in that respect for that game. It was. I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most, mm-hmm. is I feel like that, for like you said, for years to come, what's that one thing you're going to remember? It's going to be this no call versus the fact that the Rams were down, they came back, they kept fighting. They got it to overtime, and an long MF and field goal that not a lot of kickers are even capable of. He and he and Zerline just nailed it. Like mm-hmm. no no pressure, not at all. He just straight down the middle. Yeah, a hell of a kick. A hell of a like defense. You said, like you said, a year of the kicker where the kickers have just absolutely sucked ass. Here's like you, Cody Parkey. <laughs> Looking at you. You know I mean, what? Yeah. You know what? Roby Coleman should uh, would, should buy a billboard for a GoFundMe to pay for that thing to pay for that penalty flag. He he should put it right beside one of those Saints like refs blew it. Kind of <laughs> that would be hilarious. I would love to see the, the those two things side by side. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean. You know what, Shannon? I can't believe you haven't mentioned this. Oh. Because if ever, if if ever there was a time for this particular soundbite, if ever, how do you fuck that up? <laughs> how do you fuck that up? I can't believe you didn't mention that. 
That should be a machine gun or something of that. That that was D Ford. Yeah, it's all D Ford. Well, look, look. I tell you what. Let's get off this game, man, because we're 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 just stuck. We're stuck on this damn thing, and I, I think everybody understands why. But we're stuck on this. So let's take a break. Let's regroup. Let's have a saluted clock. Um, Let's have a little fun. Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's throw some you know fun factoids and Super Bowl preview out there, and then get the hell out. Uh, But let's let's break away. Let's break, bro. Let's break free, bro. We have to break free from this effing game. I cannot believe that. That's what we got to do, though. It's a necessity. An absolute 100% necessity. If YouTube will cooperate. (laughs) Oh, and Roby Coleman just knocked her the hell out. <laughs> oh well. Well, he totally broke free then. <laughs> no fine. <laughs> oh my god. It oh. Totally went bang bang then. Yeah. That's all right, man. You know what? What was it Jameis Winston said eat the W? Right? Dude, that that right? game talk was Eat the W? Hey. The hey. hey, look, man. Look, here's the deal. He was either on drugs or crab legs. I don't know. Which. <laughs> Maybe he was on drugged crab legs. Okay. Maybe. Maybe he Maybe. snorted drugs. I shouldn't say that. that's not nice. Um, I was gonna say maybe he was the doing lines crab off. Crab legs. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he was doing lines <laughs> off of some crab legs. Um, that's terrible. Uh, no, he's he's ridiculous. But eat the W. But you know what? Uh, fresh dedication from uh, the captain here at the Sports Brew, uh, in honor of uh, Brett Favre to the uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, Jameis Winston might eat a W, but you guys go ahead and eat that L. <laughs> Thank you, Weird Al. <laughs> By the way, Justin, since I'm on this uh, Game of Thrones kick, uh-huh. the uh, the referees from this game may have to uh, go before council. For their crimes committed. Oh, just wait, just wait. We'll talk about some Game of Thrones in, in, in segment two. We'll we'll do that, just okay. for good measure. Why not? What the hell? Might as well. Anyway, F it. we'll go deep. F it. Like sexy Rexy, man. We're we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go deep, bro. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Uh, look, we're the sports brew, and that was probably the longest we've ever talked about one singular game in, in the history, other than the blown whistle of the Panthers-Redskins game, of which I will – I think I yelled and bitched and cursed for like an hour. Easy. That was an epic rage right there. I was pissed. I didn't say a word for an hour, dude. I was just in awe. I was like, uh, yeah. I was pissed. I was pissed. I was so pissed. I so much that money game. spent and wasted that day. Well, I'm sure that's how all these Saints fans feel. So, I I, I do feel for you guys. I I, te- I tease you about the the far thing, and um, I I laugh about that because I've I've been on that side of it. But the, that crap just really shouldn't happen, man. Fans deserve better. The league deserves better. Players deserve better. And uh, quite frankly, uh, Vegas deserves betters. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Y'all got to get that right, y'all. You have to. So, anyway, we're the Sports Brew. You can find us on uh, iTunes, or certainly our home feed on uh, Podbean, Stitcher, <laughs> LiveSportsCaster.com. Uh, 
Keywords of Sports and Brew, man, as always. We'll take a break, stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. I need to refill my beers anyway. Uh, and then we'll crank up a little clock and we'll roll through the rest of that and then have a little fun and shut, shut things down for the night. Um, so we'll be back in just a momento. Yes, sir. I had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And I tell you what, man, we need to, uh, we need to totally, you know, get away from that, uh, Saints Rams game and get on some other stuff. So, uh, we definitely have to get a salute the clock in. And I tell you what, man, I am delighted to see that Larry Fitzgerald is coming back for another season. I'm sorry that that's with the Cardinals kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry for that, but no, uh, you know, hell of a f- football player, obviously a first battle hall of fame guy. I'm happy to see him coming back, dude. I, re- I really am. Uh, I certainly hope he has a better season, uh, next year. Uh, you'd like to see him be able to finish strong. I just don't know if that's going to be in the cards with the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, hey. anyway, that was, that was kind of a cheap one, <laughs> kind of a cheap one. What are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh, let, let's, let's top jump for a minute and kind of like crush out that game. And then we'll, you know, kind of Patriots and, uh, chiefs and, have a good time and wrap up the night, man, just for good measure. I think we're definitely in honor of Larry Fitzgerald, man. I totally think we can go salute a clock. And you know what? This will be one of the – I think this is the only time this has ever happened. But I'm giving my beer an intro song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to give my beer an intro song. <laughs> Bro. Man, I'm enjoying a three-notched – Fandom of the Hopra. That's right, baby. Fandom of the Hopra Imperial Red IPA. Hence the music. Had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it, man. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, An excellent beer. Got to sample it with Todd over at uh, uh, at Kroger out in Shore Pump. And uh, uh, mercifully, I was delighted to see that Costco had the multi-pack, the little three-notch multi-packer. And they slipped some of the Phantom of the Hopper in there. I was super excited about that. So very, very, very good. Nice little change of pace. You know, the whole Imperial Red IPA deal. Uh, If you can track it down, well worth the purchase if you like hoppy beers. Uh, The other thing I'm enjoying along with that, of course, is uh, a little bit of Ronza Kappa. A gift from Shannon from way back when. Little Ice, Little Zacapa. It's good times. Mmm. Ah. Woo. Mmm. Good stuff. Shannon, what you got, brother? You said you needed dude, a song for your beer. What are you drinking that you need a song I'm, for? Dude, I'm addicted. I'm going Game of Thrones. I'm all over the Game of Thrones <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what? I, we have just the song for you. I know that's where you were going. Absolutely. Got a beer you got, dude. Uh, well, I'm, I got the uh, four packs from my Costco, so I had the Mother of Dragons. There you go. Which was the uh, Smoked Porter nice. and Creek Ale Blend. Whoa. I had the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. There you go. Which is a Sour Blonde Ale Blend. Nice. Say that five times fast. Mm-hmm. And then I'm shutting it down with the King in the North, which is a barrel-aged Imperial Stout at a cool 11%. There you go. King of the North. Are we? Are, is that like the New England of the Game of Thrones? Is that the Patriots of the Game of Thrones beers? 
I don't know, maybe. Maybe. Pretty much. It's shutting it down, so pro- pretty much. Forget yes. Peter Dinklage. This is Peter Drinklage. Peter Drinklage. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I love the I love the meme that's floating around where it's like the Game of Thrones calendar, and uh, Peter Dinklage is February, and he's like, oh, yeah, the shortest month. <laughs> I see how'd I end up on this one? <laughs> Always love that, dude. So effing fantastic, yeah. Peter Dinklage, the shortest month, February, huh? <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> or, or in honor of a Game of Thrones, those cunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so part of our discussion, obviously, is we're coming up onto the uh, the, uh, the 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 final season of Game of Thrones. Shannon is is watching it now, and it was like, dude, just just get through all the old stuff because I I so want to be able to talk about it, but there's so many things that happen in that show. Well, you're season three, right? Yeah, I'm almost so, uh, almost through. About, oh my god, uh, episode seven or yeah. eight. Dude, there's so much that happens. It's like, and there are people that you will, you, you just, you grow to hate them and loathe them. And sometimes you get so much satisfaction over what happens to them. Not always. It depends on the season and the story arc. But, uh, no, hang on to your butts, dude. Uh, isn't that what Sam Jackson said in one of the Die Hard yes. movies? Hold Jurassic, on to your butt. or Jurassic Park. Or, uh, was that what it was? Okay, hang on to your butt or hold on to your butts, whatever it was. Yep. Dude, I mean, it, you got a lot of show to get through if you're in season three, and I, I can't wait to be able to talk uh, yeah, with you about a lot of the Game of Thrones stuff because I think Randy, you 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 obviously watch it. I watch it. Mark watches it. Matt, did you ever? Are you a Game of Thrones guy or nah? No, but no. y'all been talking about it so damn much. How many seasons is there? Eight? Seven. Well, it's yeah, the eighth. Yeah, there's seven that are out. Okay. It's worth watching, dude. Uh, pfft, to put it mildly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come on, dragons, murder. What? What? What's the? There's uh, only one the, thing that Game of Thrones is missing. There is only one thing that would make Game of Thrones perfect, and I mean perfect. And maybe it happens in season eight. Maybe. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were past it. No! Look, it's a top 40 hit, man. It's a top 40 hit in the country. That is over 2 billion views on YouTube. Billion. Not million. Aren't they making like a TV show out of it too? Hell yeah! Anyway. I didn't know how I was going to work that in somehow tonight, but I sure did. And Shannon, how does that go? That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, I'm glad I could uh, help you out with a little bit of uh, <laughs> baby shark. Granted, <laughs> granted, I had <laughs> granted, I haven't been around the past couple weeks, but I'll, I'm not going to lie. I haven't missed it. And well, we haven't played it in a while. Well, I know. That's why I'm like, I haven't missed it. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, did you? I did. My kids still do now. My, my, my kids still love that thing, dude. My kids love that thing. It is. It is so fun to do. Uh, to to do that song with them. I know not, my kids are two and four, um, so we're still very much in that zone. Although uh, one of one of my high school friends in my newsfeed was like, 
what is this baby shark thing? And I'm like, where have you been? How have you missed this? And I just kind of chuckled. Uh, clearly, they don't listen to the sports brew. <laughs> that's their own fault because you should (laughs) because you should (laughs) anyway okay how 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 here you go here you go my guffin how do you fuck that up (laughs) how do you fuck that up there you go. There we go. Uh, but no, I, feel, uh, I feel better now. P- power through the show because uh, there's so much good information, and it's it, it's a great it's a great show to talk about and speculate about. It's just, uh, I, and, and I'm going to rewatch it as well. Uh, but it's hard for me to enter into dialogue and discourse with you about the show because I'd be afraid that I would accidentally spoil something. Um, so, like, if we were rewatching it together, you know, and we were about the same spot, we could readily talk about it. I haven't started to rewatch it yet. I was thinking I'd get my wife to watch it, but I, I think it's just too bloody for her. So I think that's yeah. going to be, I think, it's, or it might give her nightmares or something, or night terrors. So I'm probably. But you know what, what? Justin? In April, yeah, we'll watch it live. We'll watch it live. <laughs> Damn right we will. Hell yeah. That is that. Again. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. (laughs) Maybe. And by the no. way, every time I hear the intro, that's uh-huh. all I hear. Of course. I'm, I'm glad we could ruin that for you. I'm glad. Well, at least you're not thinking of Game of Goats, you know? That's a, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what's that's great? Fan, that's fantastic. What's great, Game Randy, is I, I had just pulled that up to play it. <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic hey man oh my goodness bro sports brew man this is how we do it hell yeah there. <laughs> all right let's finish the salute o'clock uh, all right all right all right where do, where do we where do we stop where do we get to oh, randy uh randy what you got man well, I started Ooh. off the night with uh, a little dragon's milk, <laughs> so we'll say in honor of Game of Thrones, since Shannon brought it up. Yeah. And uh, this is my, uh, now I'm on to the uh, 1050, first, uh, first time tasting it. This is uh, pretty damn tasty. Good good pick there, Shannon. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's... 1050. Yes. It is well worth it. Hell yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Shannon, Sarah, Sarah likes that better half. Was that Founders? Founders Better Half? Yeah. She likes Founders that. Better. But she's always like, Justin, I got to eat something when I drink this beer. It's so strong. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. 
It's I just should, one of those. It's I should so offer. Good, I should offer five. Roll your ass if you're not ready. I should offer it. five bucks and a can of Pringles and see where it goes. <laughs> oh wow! That's one way to go, Leroy. Hey, Justin. Shots fired. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Third baby shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> If I had three kids in this house, I'd like to believe it would sound like Game of Goats. <laughs> it's too much, man. It's too much. Sarah losing your minds. I mean, oh, that's, it's too much. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do, can't do it, man. Can't do it. No, too much. I, I love my kids. Two's enough, man. <laughs> they're, they're fantastic, but... Trust me. Yeah, no. Two is plenty. Two and through, bro. <laughs> two and through, dude. <laughs> oh. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get back on point. Uh, uh, Matt, I'm going to assume that you're not drinking anything other than Pepsi. I am drinking a very pale, dry, northern neck ginger ale. Whoa. Whoa. Dude, don't uh, better check yourself before you wreck yourself. I know, right? Mm, yeah, man. Go yeah. big or go home, man. Damn. Go, go big or go home. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh man. Well, as we do the salute o'clock, I think we ought to totally drop a. Uh, this is muy muy necesito. Drop a little uh, tip of the cap. <laughs> Woo! Excuse me, that burp erupted out of there. <laughs> but we'll drop a little tip of the cap. Uh, the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame class, and obviously, if I'm playing that song, you know where I'm going with that. For uh, Mariano Rivera, man, first unanimous. That's a hell of a thing, by the way. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing. Uh, you certainly King can't. King Griffey Jr. should have been unanimous. A lot of people should have been unanimous, but you can't argue that Rivera should have been. You know what I mean? Unless, you, unless you're just trying to keep the the quaint tradition alive. Um, and I, there were plenty of people that were like, "Well, if I had had a vote, I would have just voted against him because I knew he was going in." just to keep the quaint tradition alive. But uh, let me tell you one of the most interesting, fascinating stats I saw in this whole deal with him. Let me, let me scroll let me scroll up this deal. Here you go. And this is just wild to me. Okay. So um, Cut4 had a tweet that said, more people have walked on the moon, that's 12, than there are men who have scored against Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Yeah. 11. That, that dude was lights out. That's a 19-year career, dude. 19. He retired at 43. His career ERA is 2.21, bud. That's pretty good. You know and what's he, more impressive is just the fact he was a closer. Not many closers make it into the Hall of Fame. Well, uh, it's become more popular. I mean... If you're talking about his peers, his his next closest peer, Trevor Hoffman, isn't even close. No, exactly. 50, 50, yeah. 51 saves behind. You know what the gap is from Trevor Hoffman to the next guy? Do you even know who the next guy is? Smoltz. Lee Smith. <sighs> Lee Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. From the Cardinals, right? 478. Think about that. 652, number two is 601, number three is 478, okay? But uh, keep this in mind, 652 saves with a 2.21 ERA, but do you know what his postseason ERA is? 
zero or maybe one point something. Point seven. I was going to yeah. say sub one. It is sub one, dude. Sub one. He has forty-two postseason saves. You know, you know what the the next closest number is. Do they even have double digits? Eighteen. So he's more than double than anybody behind him. Okay, nineteen. Look, he's a ninety-nine World Series MVP. He has five World Series rings. Absolutely, one hundred percent, completely filthy. Who's second? John Wetland. Yeah, we'd have to look it up. In my notes, I just have eighteen. I didn't write who it was. So. I'm looking it up right so now. Shame on me. Okay. While y'all are looking that up, since he, you know, obviously had the inner Sandman deal, he even got a little, little love uh, from Metallica, which I thought was like super random. But here you go. Also from at cut at cut four. We Metallica took a vote here, and it's unanimous. Congratulations from the entire Metallica family, Mariano, on your induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's well-deserved, and we look forward to watching you enter the hall this summer. I mean, he has to walk. I mean, he they have to play that song for him, right? They have to. I mean, it, I mean, there's no way he can go in. He can do that without that getting cranked up. There's just no way. <laughs> All right. So number two is Brad Lidge with 18. Then there you it's go. Kenley Jensen with 16. Dennis Eckersley with 15. Think of the gap between him and Eck. Great day. But not only that, Rivera has 141 innings pitched in the postseason versus mm-hmm. 36 for Eckersley, 45 for Lidge. Woo. Jesus, there's starters that don't have that many innings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I I loved reading articles where people were like, once you saw him coming in, you knew the game was over, but you just you still had to watch, but you just knew it was done. (laughs) Pretty wild. Uh, so what's interesting to look at when you bring up Rivera's uh, uh-huh. career ERA in the postseason, there's actually six other pitchers who had a sub one, mm-hmm. and the, just the, some of the names of these guys. Let's see: Sandy Koufax, mm-hmm. Christy Mathewson, Babe Ruth. I mean, that's a hell of a company he's oh, keeping, of even, and even for being like all time. Eh, just, they're okay. They're all right. <laughs> that's just yeah, granted there's also a couple here that i've never even heard of before like blue moon odom that's that, an interesting that's a name. name that sounds like that oddly enough that sounds like a beer i know right it is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah every time i saw rivera come onto the mound i was like oh shit here we go this is over <laughs> here we go Good night. Done. see you later <laughs> Good night <laughs> night night that's what i try to do with my kids night night bye <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Whitfield. <laughs> or as Samuel Jackson would say, "Shut the fuck up and go to sleep." And go to sleep. <laughs> Get the fuck out my face with that shit. You go. Oh, yeah, you look, look, you, look. You, you know when when uh, Rivera was coming in, man. You got knocked the fuck out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, keep going, Randy. <laughs> no, I was I was done. I was. Mm. I do want to look something up real quick. Okay, you, yeah, you no, can keep talking. No, 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 it was kind of funny. I was uh, <clears throat> watching. I think it was on James 
I think it was either Gordon or... Uh, are you Bally. talking from, like, behind the pillow or something? I mean, what the hell happened to you? What are you doing? No, I'm not talking from behind the pillow. Uh, we don't see you on camera. We hear your muffled voice. Yeah, I'm taking a shit. Are you I don't hoping? think we know what he's doing. Are you in the bathroom? Are you laying no. down? Are you no, doing, I'm not laying down. Are you doing the Al Bundy with your hand crotching it up? No, I am not. <laughs> no, uh, Samuel Jackson was on one of them. And they asked him his top five movies. Uh huh. What would you think he said was his favorite character? You mean that he's played? That he's played. 170 movies. 170? Good God. Yeah. Pulp, pulp he's Fiction. Been a long yeah. time. Pulp Fiction. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not Mace. No? Was it Mace Windu? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was top five. That was top five? That was top five. Yeah, well, it's Star Wars, so. Hip wasn't top five? It's probably me and Justin's favorite Samuel L. Jackson movie. Well, one of the diehards where he's Zeus? Oh. Which one? Come on. You should know. Nah. One of our favorite movies. Hey, are you Frank? Why I'm Ernest. Oh, <laughs> The Long Kiss Goodnight? Yes, that was actually his favorite. That's fu- I love that. That, movie's, that movie is so forgotten, and it is so funny. I'm Frank and Ernest. In Chicago, I'm Frank. In New York, I'm Ernest, or whatever it was. That was great. Uh, Shannon, if you've never seen that, you you owe yourself a long kiss goodnight viewing. All right, I'll have to watch that. I've seen that once. It was a decent movie. Yeah, it, I'm not saying it's like all-time, you know, fine cinema. However, that's one of those, if you like Sam Jackson, his character in that movie is a bit of a riot. Uh, he, to me, he's the one that makes it. And I think Gina Davis looks pretty hot in that movie. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I know we had talked about Rivera, and I, I just <laughs> just just for the fun of it, I wanted uh-huh. to see who like the most successful batter against him was. And surprisingly, it was Darren Erstad who went seven of fourteen against Rivera in his career. That's not, not bad. bad. No, that's pretty good. He's batting five hundred. Even Erstad admits that that was just pure luck. <laughs> <laughs> because he was just that filthy. Yeah, no, he, he, he hit a Not a lot of people could hit that cutter. Yeah. No, nah, he, he was ridiculous. Uh, I, you know, I, I think in the big picture, it's. I'm glad that that, that tradition is. O- There's a part of me that's glad that tradition is over. Although I guess now from here on out, we'll just hear. You know, is this person going to be unanimous? I guess that'll be the the ticket. I don't know. I'll be curious if people start doing it again on purpose. No, Derek Jeter, you're not going to be unanimous. No. <laughs> and the thing is, is, as much as I dislike the Yankees, I feel like he should be. I agree. Who, G- uh, Jeter? Yeah. Yeah. Jeter, sir. Oh, yeah, he should be. There's a lot of people that should be. There's a lot of people that should have been but weren't. But, again, I'm glad to see that. Right. I'm, I'm glad to see that done. I'm glad to see that done because – and maybe maybe on some level that was kind of a quaint little ridiculous tradition. I, I mean, if you have things where, you know, I don't know, like Willie Mays. I mean, start thinking about all the people that weren't. <laughs> that weren't unanimous. That's a King long way. Brady Jr. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was ro- the kid. He was robbed. Come on, man. Get the hell out of here with that crap. <laughs> anyway. Roger Clemens. Speaking of getting robbed, how in the hell... How in the 
hell, Roger Clemens. Get out of here, man. I love that Onion article, <laughs> Onion Sports thing or whatever it was. Where that was beautiful. That was, that was hilarious. Beautiful. Where uh, because of his Hall of Fame snub, he went back to like doing performance enhancing drugs and he was all roared out <laughs> and ripped. I thought that was hilarious. That was almost as good as the Onion article where it was Tony Roma like wishing that he had been as good diagnosing plays when he was actually a quarterback. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. That was, that was fantastic. Uh, big fan of his in the booth, by the way. I think Romo and Nance are great, man. I, I'm looking forward to hearing them call the Super Bowl. Um, as for, like, Clemens and Bonds, I, I, I still think at some point they have to be in. I, I, I don't know how you tell the story of this era of baseball without them. And I, here's one of my arguments for why. Because I really do believe that, that MLB turned a blind eye and on some level encouraged some of the, the, the ped use. And I know that sounds weird, but I think when it became convenient to crap on the people that did it, they did it. But when it was when it served baseball's purpose to get eyeballs and to draw ratings, I don't think they had a problem with it. Think back to Sosa and McGuire. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. uh, I, I think when the perform I think when the Ped served baseball's needs, that they let that stuff go. And so does it define an era? Yes. But you also can't talk about this era and that generation of baseball without Bonds and Clemens. You can't. Now, they may have to get, an, uh, you know, maybe with Barry Bonds, they should start him out with one head bust size and then every couple of years make his bust bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can gradually increase the size of, you know, his bust head. That would be really funny, by the way. They could have like Pirates Berry Bonds and Giants Berry Bonds. They could have side by side, like one with the swollen dome. I think it would be a hoot. But I don't know. Whatever you got to acknowledge that it's a steroid era. I think at some point they have to be in. When that's going to be, I don't know. But I, I think they're too critical for the story of baseball. And again, my argument in part would be uh, I think baseball was complicit. Uh, in some level with the steroid abuse. I really do believe that. And and the, the, the PEDS chapter, I think MLB's oversight, I think on some level they were a, a bit complicit with how that played out. That's an opinion. It, plenty of people may not share it. That's fine. Uh, but that's how I feel about it. Uh, and I think they should be in. Even if, it, whatever you think about them. Same thing with, um, why can't I think of that dude's name? Bloody Sock. Red oh, Sox. Kurt Schilling. Kurt, Kurt Schilling. Schilling. I mean, he's a piece of work, but he he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't. Uh, yeah. To me, it doesn't matter if I you, agree. You know, I like. I don't agree with everything that guy says for sure, but he's a Hall of Fame freaking pitcher. He needs uh, to. Yeah. He needs to be in. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. how they're, 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 they're. He's just too important as a player for what he did. He's too important and too significant, and he accomplished too much to leave him out. It's just a matter of when, how, and how you treat. Uh, and there's going to be other people that are impacted by that. There just are. What I was going to say, though, is, is speaking of ridiculousness and being robbed, how in the hell are the Milwaukee Brewers going to uh, not re-up their naming rights with Miller? How are you going to change the Brewers of all teams? How are you going to change the name from Miller, uh, the, the, you know, the ballpark from Miller Park? Come on, that y'all. That makes no sense to me. Amfam. The Milwaukee Brewers at Amfam Field. Oh Lord! Or whatever. Get out of here! Get the hell out of my face with that junk! It's like, what the hell is your team name? Okay, you should have a named after a beer, not yeah, no. fam. I don't know. F O H. F O H, dude. F O H, dude. Complete F O H. Anyway, 
I told you we'd bounce around a little bit, so we're gonna do that. I still can't. I the the fan the the uh, Brewers fans are bitching obviously about that, and it's not it's not so much anti Amfam. It's just how can you not you know how do you call it anything other than Miller Park? That the Brewers it should be named after a beer Any, anyway, or a you know a brewery. <laughs> uh, uh, let's stop and jump before we give out the football. Shannon, I know I mentioned something to you about. UK basketball and, and Calipari. But before I mention anything about Kentucky, I obviously have to give a tip of the cap to the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> mm. Yes, it, to losing to Syracuse. Yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. Works hey. for me. Fuck off. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> hey, I was recovering from surgery watching that game. I don't want to hear it. Did you actually watch that game? I hope I hope that's when they inserted the catheter, you dickhead. <laughs> hey, I woke up in the authority in, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> 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 I woke up, it was already in. Oh, Damn. man. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> Did did you like that? Did you like that degree of sports fan feistiness that just erupted here in the sports brew? We got the Kentucky versus Duke, the cute, the ACC hate, and it was everything rolled into twenty seconds of show. That was pretty fantastic. And that's what she said. Uh, that well, hey, you know, he was asleep and it was already in. What do you? <laughs> and I wouldn't you worry idiot. about it, Justin. You guys will you'll get us back next time we face each other because I think it was February. Uh, was, uh, I, 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 we'll again. have to look. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean uh, Jones will probably be back. By yeah, then, so. uh, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully he will. Um, no, I, I don't have any beef with that man. You know, I don't. I don't have any hate for Cuse. You know that. So, uh, and I'd rather that team take some tough L's. I will say that uh, down Trey Jones, I was pleasantly surprised that they were able to, you know, beat UVA. That was a good game. I don't know if, if, if I would hope Shannon, maybe you watched it. Uh, yeah, that, that was a good, that was a good basketball game, man. That's a quality win. Um, we'll see how that goes when they play UVA in Charlottesville. Uh, you know, again, hopefully they've got Trey Jones and he's back and he's healthy. But I think it's good for a team that's that young to take some of those L's. Uh, just a couple of notes from that. And they obviously ended up beating the ball, beating the balls out of Pittsburgh or Pitt later on, if you want. But Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett combined for more points. Those two guys combined for more points than UVA had ever given up to two guys in one game. Yep, ridiculous. And then obviously they followed that game up by hammering on Pitt. But one of my favorite things from this, I didn't realize ESPN had this, and it's this. Um, it, it's just titled "A Not Serious Duke Player Power Rating Power Ranking." And I laughed, and I saw that. And so um, let me scroll down to it, just because I think it's a hoot. And so it said, uh, this week's power rating, number one, of course, Zion Williamson. So I, I love this. Extra points. Who blocks a shot with both hands like he's playing volleyball for the Olympic team? Zion Williamson against Virginia. That's who. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another extra point. He blocked O'Shea Brissett's shot into the front row in the Syracuse loss. Go to the NBA and stop playing with these kids, Zion. <laughs> I, I like that everybody's saying that Zion should be in the NBA dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's just it's just funny. ESPN is a, like a, essentially a power ranking of the Duke players. It's just a bit of a hoot, <clears throat> but uh, that made me laugh. Anyway, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to the evolution of his career, I, and I, 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 I'm super curious about uh, where he ends up playing. But uh, anyway, for the short term, it's really more about let's see what happens while he's at Duke, and I hope they finish the season wonderfully strong. All kidding aside, you guys know I love PTI, and so uh, Calipari was on PTI, and he was talking about how he likes his team to take around 20 to 23 three-point attempts per game. And I thought this number, this statistic and this little metric that he was talking about, I thought was so fascinating. I had to write it down because I wanted to bring it up during the podcast. All right. And so he was talking about, uh, because they were asking him why they don't shoot more threes or why they don't do more stuff. And so, of course, he was talking about how, you know, this group of kids is like, you know, they're really good. And, you know, they do this well. They do that well. He wants them to learn spacing. He wants them to do this. It's not all about taking threes. And so he's talking to uh, Will Bond and Kornheiser, and he said, look, when Kentucky, he's like, when we're shooting closer to 30, we usually lose. And so we started talking about the NBA. And he said, five years ago, the the NBA had 47,000 threes in a season. Last year, 72,000 threes. That's a big Ooh. jump, bro. He said, this wow. year, this year, the NBA is on pace for more than that. Is the game going to become everyone shoots 43s? And so he circled back around to how he wants the kids to learn the game. Spacing, creating shots for other people, passing, and learning to play without the ball. And I love this part. Uh, learning to play without the ball. He's like, what if you go to Houston? James Harden's going to have the ball, not you. <laughs> and I laughed. I thought, that was, I thought that was great. But I thought it was Dude. a really – I don't know if you caught that. If you didn't see that on PTI, you ought to, you, you, uh, ought to see I missed that, yeah. Yeah, you ought to see if you can pull that up. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. But anywho, uh, any any other wrap up thoughts, and we'll get the Patriots and Chiefs, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, yes, uh, Duke continue to lose games, hopefully, and Kentucky win. <laughs> That's your thought, dude. Y'all beat us by like thirty thousand points in the opening game. I gotta hope for something. All I know is I hope Duke beats Kentucky time after time. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) You you know, the funny part is, is like Justin and I went out for that game. We did. We did. And it was so funny because Justin kept feeling so bad. I did. I felt bad for you. We we met up at, I don't remember, was it B-dubs? It was B-dubs at Westchester Commons. And I could tell you're sitting there going, because we were really looking forward to a good game. We were. You're sitting there going, you're like, oh, shit. We're killing them. It'll be all right, McGuff. It'll be all right. (laughs) We watched all these other Kentucky fans that had gone out for the game just leave. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah. It's brutal. It's not not your night, bro. Not your night. Yeah, you know. That was brutal. Sometimes that's how it goes. I mean, let's be honest. It's Duke in the field at this point. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, let's be honest. Come on now. If Trey Jones is healthy, everybody, no other injuries, it's Duke in the field. Let's get through ACC play. You know what I mean? Let's let's get through all all the conference play. I shouldn't just say ACC. There's a whole bunch of other conferences. Where, well, ACC and SEC obviously are, are two pretty strong. Uh, you know, <laughs> our our attention is is obviously drawn to those two. 
Uh, but there's a ton of stuff going on. And uh, March Madness, man, right around the corner. Oh, can't wait. Can't oh wait. Gosh. It's going to be. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, uh, oh, man. There, there's so many teams. I want to I see what happens with Tennessee, with Duke, with Kentucky, with UVA. Oh, my God. There's a whole bunch of teams I'm super curious about and how this season uh, how the season plays out, but obviously as a Duke fan, as a Duke fan, I'm hoping they just cream everybody. <laughs> that would make me so happy. That would make me so happy. But I mean, if they we'll want to throw out the gold crown like in season one of GOT, then yeah, <laughs> crown them. The <laughs> gold gonna, crown, gonna, dude. I was like, gonna go, oh, dude, are we gonna go so Denny awesome. Green? You want to crown them to crown their asses? Are we gonna exactly. go? Exactly. Yeah. That that that's that rough. It was badass season one, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I'm so glad you're finally watching Game of Thrones. I'm hooked, man. I'm hooked. It's a hell of a show. It may not be wife approved, but hell of a show. Anyway, right, let me close out all my college basketball notes. <laughs> I don't need those anymore. <laughs> the, that segment brought to you by <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Phantom of the Hopra, round two. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you we'd have some stupidity. Uh, side note, in honor of Florida Man, there's always something. So, uh, of course, this past weekend we had the uh, super blood wolf moon. And in West Palm Beach, Florida, a Florida police department <laughs> says an officer ran over two people who were lying in a dark roadway to watch Sunday night's lunar eclipse. I don't know why you pick a road. <laughs> Deleted. I mean, really, really, really. Your ass is almost deserved to get run over. How? How? Come on, man. Oh, not almost. They just deserved it. Eleven, eleven thirty <laughs> at the height of at the height of the eclipse. The officer was patrolling in a park and driving around five miles an hour when he struck the pair. Like you couldn't see the headlights coming and get up and like not get run over. I don't know. I mean, unless you were stoned or drunk. Hashtag just Florida. Well, I mean, it was probably meth. Come on, it's Florida. That's messed <laughs> up. <laughs> that is messed up. I didn't know. No, I was going to say bath salts, but yeah, I guess meth works. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, also bath salts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of salt. Um, speaking oh, here we go. <clears throat> I'm just saying, Lindy, man, I love you, dude, but oh my god, <laughs> I I love his his banter between. I don't I don't know who gives him grief or if this is just general like me versus the world. I love the Patriots and all the haters crap me up. I mean, I, I kind of enjoy watching Lindy just rage up a little bit on his wall. I think it's so fun. <laughs> I really do. Oh, in honor of your in honor of your Tesla, sir, I I really get a, a charge out of that. So thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's just a hoot. I I get I, I get an absolute kick, man. He's so feisty. He's so feisty. He's from Boston. I know. Man. He's Come so on, he's so feisty about his team. Um, although, look, uh, I did mean what I said in the chat. At Lindy, by the way, by the way. Uh, I was joking around in the sports group chat, and and uh, everybody was we were talking about the end of these games, and and I dropped the bombshell. I dropped the bombshell that I was hoping the Patriots would like beat the hell out of the Rams in the Super Bowl, and people were all y'all were like, 
<laughs> I think it's great. And you know what? I meant to send a tweet out, and I'm going to have to do it. I've probably missed my window. But I meant to, to send a tweet out and just say, hey, does anybody have an XXL, a, a 2XL like jersey I can borrow, Patriots jersey I can borrow for the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would be extra fantastic to really rub some salt in the wound. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I I picked. Um, I went ahead and picked New England in our uh, Pick'em League uh, by the modest score of ninety nine to two to win the Super Bowl. Well, well, th- that that's not fitting with uh, their history, sir. No, it'll be like five to two, but it, it won't be five to two. It'll probably it, it'll probably end up being like you know thirty five thirty. No, well, uh, it, it I if I had it'll be a three point game. If I had to put money on it, it's it, it's probably in the mid twenties. It's probably in the mid twenties, and it's probably a three to four point game. You know, twenty seven to twenty four or some screwball thing. Anyway, we'll uh, look. Let's power through this one real quick. A couple of news and notes, little fun factoids. Um, Gronk, I know it hadn't been a great year for that guy, uh, but it, in the opening drive, he got a couple of catches. He became the first tight end. Ever, ever with a thousand career postseason receiving yards. So, well done, sir. Uh, but the Patriots come out of the gate with some absolute clock sucking football, man. And what really became a theme for the game was picking up third downs, and they they did it then too. They did it in the beginning, and they did it in the end. Right? That and hey, Sony and Sony Michelle, bro. God bless that guy. Uh, Patriots came out strong, um, 15 play 80 yard drive, a little over eight minutes, longest drive of the year, uh, went up seven, nothing on Sonny Michelle blasting, th- blasting in for the touchdown behind old uh, school, old school behind a fullback, bro. And then Gr- Gronk out there throwing blocks, man. It was, it was pretty beast. And he plays 80 yards, man. Yeah. Eight minutes. That's, that's old school right that, there. That's old school. That, that's that Bill Parcells and the, and the 90, 91 Giants approve of that uh, methodology. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Patriots, for real, man, channeling their inner Legion of Boom defense, man. They're just pressing, getting physical. You know, Vinoy dropped uh, Mahomes for a big old sack on third down. I mean, you know, they just the first half, I thought they did a masterful job. Um, and Mahomes did miss a couple of throws, but I thought, you know, really the Patriots did a wonderful job coming out in the first half, establishing what they wanted to do, sucking up a bunch of clock. Boy, you got to be careful how you say that, right? <laughs> but <laughs> just <laughs> completely, completely. Easy there, <laughs> whoa, whoa. They just did a great job uh, executing game planning and, and, and what they wanted to do, and they did it. Uh, a lot of running, uh, and they schemed right to go after Kansas City's run defense and just burned through the first quarter, man. Uh, they ended up with first and goal at the five right as the first quarter ended. Look, the Chiefs had one possession in the first quarter, negative 11 yards. That's what they did. Nothing. So in the second quarter, you know, the Chiefs do hold Michelle out of the end zone, and then you get the uh, play-action fake and, and fluky, whatever, bad throw, great defensive play, whatever it is. Um, Brady throws in the middle of the end zone to Gronk, and and uh, Reggie Ragland picked off the throw, went down in the end zone for a touchback. Uh, that, that was bad. Yeah, that that was not a good throw. They probably should have just handed that thing off to Burkhead or Michelle and called it a day. But whatever, it's what it is. Uh, but that was the first pick in 237 postseason passing attempts for Brady. Uh, obviously, that was you know clearly a bit of a bang bang play, sir.
He knew that was coming. <laughs> if Brady could turn back time, he would not throw that. Pass. <laughs> no, he wouldn't, but he did. Um, <laughs> but it definitely a bam bang play, but a great defensive play by the Chiefs. I don't want to take anything do, away do from the Chiefs. Do you think he was able one. to shake it off at that point? I'd say clearly. <laughs> so he let it go. Okay. Oh, my God, McGuffin. You are determined. You are determined. I was, I was trying to power through that thing, and you're like, you're going you're gonna to play me a song. I couldn't shake off the MacGuffin factor. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, the players are going to play, play, play. That's for damn sure. You know, but even though they turn it over, man, the Patriots force them to punt. You know, as the game progresses, just like we have with the Rams and the Saints, we have these little opportunity things, man. You know, Eric Berry misses a diving interception. You know, I, I... it's just the way football is, dude. We talk about these razor thin margins and these very small, you know, lines of separation between some of these teams, and it's really magnified at this level. Once you get to the, you know, the playoffs, the divisional, championship games, and the Super Bowl, these, the, you, you know, you're not a bum team making it to this level. You know, every single team that was in the Saints, the Chiefs, the Patriots. The Rams, all four of these teams, if I remember correctly, they, they, they were the four teams with the highest points per game average in the league. Uh, they're just any combination would make or should have made for a, a, a good Super Bowl. And they certainly both made for very compelling championship games, which I'm always happy to see. Uh, anyway, flipping back to the Patriots and the Chiefs, there are opportunities there for Kansas City. And in the first half, they just, you know, the Patriots did did a lot more with their uh, opportunity space and with with the plays that they were making. I was surprised. If you had told me Kansas City was going to like bagel out in the first half, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have put a bet on that. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I know that the Patriots are you know they're, they're a different team come the playoffs. I get that. I get that. And they're super well prepared. Um, and they maximize their strengths, and they go after your weaknesses, all the coaching cliches, all the stuff that people like to make fun of Belichick for, but it's what they do. All the stuff people like to pick at and make fun of Tom Brady for, but it's what they do, you know? You know, Um, I thought about this analogy the other day, mm -hmm. and Randy, with you being a a wrestling fan, help me out with this. Tom Tom Brady is the undertaker, and Bill Belichick is Paul Bearer. Sounds about right to me. I mean, it's like you 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 count them out every single time, and you know, Belichick, aka Paul Bear, comes up with the plan, and the Undertaker executes it. If if that's the case, is Julian Edelman the baby shark? Oh come on now, man! <laughs> I mean, I mean, Gronk Gronk has to be Kane, right? Kane? That makes sense. Oh, some kind of creepy sense. But, oh my yeah. lord! <laughs> I mean, you can't give me some Undertaker music there, Justin. No. You want some Undertaker music? Give me some Undertaker. Music. I bet I have some Undertaker music. I bet you. It's like they come back from the dead. You think they're dead and they're not. They rise oh. up. Oh. There you go. There you go. That that's for you, Lindy. I mean, we say every every everything. Anytime we ever talk about the Patriots, it's always you've got to put the foot on the throat and you've got you to just step him. down. You 
You have you to do snuff it. them out. And I mean, clearly these teams do not watch Game of Thrones on how to slit the throat. <laughs> <laughs> No. No, apparently not. I, I think it is relevant for how many, for, I don't know, is it Max Kellerman that says, like, <laughs> they're done every year? <laughs> Brady's done? Oh, well, a lot of the people cliff. do. Oh, my God, it's the cliff. It's He's the cliff. The cliff. Going over to the cliff. Uh, I mean, wh what they've done is tremendous. And, yeah, we throw dirt on them. And, look, don't, don't get me wrong, man. Like, I, I, I love the Mahomes story. Uh, and I think their future clearly is very bright. Um, yeah. Although they're going to be half, they're going to have to be careful with cap management. I mean, if they're going to pay that guy two, and you're already seeing stories about him being the first two hundred million dollar player. So if you're going to pay him two hundred million dollars, you sure as hell better draft well. <laughs> the, the wolf just called. Let's don't start each other off just now. I, yeah, you know? I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's pretty dangerous. But I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes is is going to keep them relevant for as long as he's there. I mean, he's just coming up to year three, so they've got what two or three more years. They, where can, they can uh, after, after, after next year they can go ahead and and do a deal. I mean, they you know, I, I think it's clear that they don't want to. They could just exercise a, a fifth year option, sure, but I, I think it's in their best interest once they get through next season to go ahead and plan this thing out. I mean, clearly he's their guy. Clearly he's, he's going to be their franchise guy. So then it's just a matter of, of what it's going to take to get a deal done. See, but, and, and, and the other thing is, is that if you watch the end of games, uh -huh. rarely does Brady ever go and like search out the other quarterback. You know, it's usually the other way around, but week six, he made it a point to go shake Mahomes' hand and talk mm -hmm. to him. And then as you probably read after the game, he went and talked to the security guards and mm -hmm. went and talked to Mahomes mm -hmm. after the game. Like Loved it. Game, game recognizes game. Yes. And I think he understands that, you know, this, this kid is going to be the future. Did, did you know that Patrick Mahomes was the only player to ever have a four-touchdown half against a Bill Belichick team? Wow. He is the only player to have ever done it. Wow. And that, obviously that was week six in the regular season. <laughs> but he's the only one. So, yeah, game recognizes game. Legit. And and think about, you know, the difference between the first half and the second half. I mean, the first half, the Patriots did a masterful job. All right. Mahomes was four of eight for 65 yards. He got sacked three times for a loss of 43. The Chiefs finished with 32 yards in the first half. That's just Wild. crazy. Wild. But they came storming back. Came storming back. And, but, you know, I, I love the fact that he went down there and he did that. Like, Brady's been on both sides of the coin. He's won him. He's lost him. He knows. And I don't know how long he's going to play. Two years, one year, three years, five years. Maybe he's going to play till he's 50. I mean, who knows at this rate? Fitty. Um, Fitty. He, he ain't going to outlast Vinatieri. No. <laughs> well, Vinatieri, you know, didn't they? Do they officially resign Vinatieri? Officially yeah. resigned yep. them, yeah. and I'm all for it, dude. Forty six, all for it. Yeah. Well, he he's not he's not the only thing that went wrong in the postseason. That 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 no. that team, you know, pooped the bed in that last game. But uh, yeah, it, one, that's the way it goes one, sometimes. One bad game in the postseason does yeah. not no. a uh, uh -uh. 
season make. No, I, I'm cool with that one. Same um, here. It's, it, <laughs> I'd rather have him than the Bears nonsense. <laughs> Just saying. Can't say I'd blame you. Just saying. But, uh, you know, look, as we, yep. roll, as we roll through this game, you know, we talk about what, what they did in week six, but, you know, this is like the classic – you know, you can't stop them. You you just you only hope to contain them, and uh, I, I think that's relevant here. And I certainly, as as surprised as I was at the way the first half played out, kudos to the Patriots, masterfully executed, great game plan, great strategy. They did a phenomenal job with that. Once you get to the third quarter, man, Chiefs start waking up. You get a bomb to Sammy Watkins for fifty four. Followed up by a twelve-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. Bam! It's fourteen to seven, man. With the quickness, Goskowski ends up drilling a forty-seven-yard field goal, makes it seventeen-seven. And you know, again, the Patriots did a masterful job of taking certain things away from them, of taking certain things away from Mahomes. You know, Tyreek Hill obviously didn't do a ton. Kelsey didn't do a ton. Uh, Mahomes had some missed throws. Uh, some missed deep shots, some opportunities. It happens, you know. That was a that was a big playoff game for a young guy, and um, I, I think part of what's nice is to see. And it ended up again. Th- that was an incredible football game. So I love the fact that Brady sought out Mahomes after the fact. That's good. We don't ever need to know what they talked about. I think the fact that he did that uh, and went to talk to him, sought him out. I think is all we. Is, it, that's it, man. That's all we need to know about that. I think that says enough. But Brady's been on both sides of it. He's dealt with it. He's lived it. He's worked for it. He's done all that. And hopefully he could share some good insight and some good knowledge and a little bit of support for uh, Mahomes. But anyway, back to the game. Kudos to Damian Williams stepping up. Uh, Mahomes hit him in stride uh, for a big old chunk gain. And then uh, that set up in the fourth quarter, helped set up a uh, Kelsey in the end zone. Although it, we had some PI, it, just like we had some officiating stuff going on, you can argue about calls in every single game. You can ar- and you especially argue about them in the playoffs. Um, I, I did feel that Jackson was was uh, he was like a PI party at, at certain points in this game, but he, he did get flagged for PI on Kelsey in the end zone, put the ball to one yard line, and I love this line from Gene Steratore. He said it was a good call because it materially affected the wide receiver by turning him. And I, I, I went back to the Saints, and I'm like, the Saints say, oh, really? <laughs> anyway, Mahomes rolled out under duress, took to Damian Williams in the flat for the touchdown, 17-14 game. And, I mean, you just knew this thing was really going to start picking up. And, you know, you ended up with <laughs> a 38-point fourth quarter with four lead changes. Absolutely incredible. Although I will say, I will say, I was really surprised when it was fourth and inch for the Patriots, when it was fourth and inches inside the 25, and that thing was not a damn Tom Brady sneak. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? It, it just made me chuckle. It just made me chuckle. I'm so used to seeing that guy sneak that and get the first. Uh, you obviously had the weird Edelman muffed, muffed punt thing where it looked like it went off of and the Chiefs were going to get that. Uh, overturned. I was surprised they overturned that. To be honest with you, I don't believe that ball ever touched him. Looking at the replay, I'm not convinced it ever did. 
but the football gods smited them, if you will, the next, you know, <laughs> shortly thereafter, uh, <laughs> because uh, you know the ball goes right off of Edelman's hands and ends up being a pick. Uh, good play by Sorensen, right place, right time. Uh, and I laughed because I think it was Tony Romo that was like, "What's that? What do they say in basketball? Ball don't lie." And I just kind of chuckled about that. Uh, for all that hoopla in that particular play, the football just went back. Ended up, ended up with the Chiefs. They got nothing out of it, other than a very dramatic moment. I'm, again, I'm surprised they overturned that. I thought it would just stand, but uh, I, I don't think the ball ever touched them, so I don't have a problem with that uh, being overturned. But it, it's just kind of funny. But man, that crowd was pissed. Woo! Uh, anyway, I think one of the things that's really relevant was as we get into this game, man. Uh, when as 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 you get later into it. I love the fireworks. I love the fire that the Chiefs had to get back into this game. And I love how much battling there was back and forth between both teams. You had a lot of clutch plays. You had a lot of big moments. Um, neither team folded up. Neither team gave in. Neither team gave... You know what I mean? Like, those two teams fought. That was a that was a hell of a game. And it was a hell of a fourth quarter. You know, on some level, it's kind of funny. Because you go from... The Chiefs kind of getting spanked and shut out in the first half, and then they get they get this thing rolling, they crank it up, and the Patriots are almost like, "You want to do it that way? All right, <laughs> let's go, man. <laughs> we can do it too, dude." Just thought it was fantastically entertaining, fantastically entertaining. As Shannon, when you think about the game in totality, big picture, what's your first kind of impression of it? Uh, he went AFK real quick. Oh, Randy. <laughs> In totality, big picture view of the game. Whether it's I one thought, word or one sentence, man, or whatever you got, dude. What, I mean, what do you take well, away from it? And we're not even at the end of it yet. We'll get to that. But, I mean, just like, whoo. I mean, if we're going to go just by halves alone, I felt like Belichick had an amazing game plan. He worked, you know, he worked well with his, his fellow coaches to – Developed something that gave the Patriots just such a huge edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like that first drive. I mean, over half a quarter gone. Ridiculous. Keeping you know, keeping Mahomes on the sideline, slowing things down. But then the defense coming out and just still playing that hard and really stifling that Chiefs offense that's been mm-hmm. so explosive all season long. Mm-hmm. And there's just they, the Chiefs just didn't have an answer. I mean, when they finally scored. You know, they came out and made their adjustments since the second half, but it's just like that entire first half, you see just how well New England understood what they had to do yep. to to actually get an edge in this game. And I was, at first, I just thought New England was going to run away with it. I truly did. And it was when that second half started and, you know, the Chiefs making their adjustments and just scoring so quickly. It, it was just one of those things where, like, okay, now we've got – something going here now we can really see the chess match and how it really is going to ultimately develop into what we got in the end yeah and and that's a good way to look at it I mean I I think that you know the Patriots experience and game planning and execution uh was abundantly clear in the first half you know what I mean uh and then some of the talent and um just the sheer willpower of the Chiefs to kind of get back into that and claw back into that in the second half was also apparent so, uh, certainly two different flavors, if you will, uh, 
between the first half and the second half. As we get through this game, you know, and the fourth quarter really cranks up, man. You know, you, you start get, again. You just you just have clutch moments, clutch plays, big plays, big moments on, on from both teams, both sides of the ball. Um, just very intense, very compelling, very entertaining. That's the kind of game that I, it just keeps you glued to the sofa, dude. I thought that was fantastic. By the time you know the, the Patriots matriculate the ball down. And Sonny Michelle blasts through the line virtually untouched for a nine-yard touchdown run to make it 24-21. That was Sonny Michelle's, by the way, that was his fifth rushing touchdown this postseason. It's the most ever by a rookie in a single NFL postseason. Pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's done a hell of a job. There's just no quit in either team, man. There's no quit in either team. Um, and there's there's the, always those coulda, shoulda, woulda moments. You know, Mahomes had a, had a, had a throw to Kelsey that looks like Kelsey was going to fumble it and all that stuff. There's a flag on the play. You got some rough in the passer stuff going on. You got, you know, Mahomes throwing it deep into the end zone to Hill and the the patch DB, I think it was Jones, getting his hands on it but can't bring it in. I mean, it's just, there's all these things. I mean, this is just a, a wonderfully dramatic game, wonderfully dramatic plays. All right. And, and just, you know, again, there's always stuff that you can't call that doesn't get called. Uh, you know, I prefer the old let them play mantra as long as it's not egregious or really ridiculous. Um, but Mahomes hits Watkins essentially on a pick play. It hits him in stride, and that dude hauls off down to the two yard line, sets up first goal, uh, first goal to two. Damian Williams takes that thing in. It's 28 24, dude. That, that's when Belichick's throwing his tablet. I thought that was great, too. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a hoot. But New England comes right back, man. And of course, it's Edelman. And then it's Hogan. And then it's sideline stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, here they come, man. It's just wild. But a very significant play, obviously, is the offsides on D Ford and the Chiefs that wiped out what looked like it would have been an interception from a ball that bounced off Gronk's fingertips. And, it, it, I mean, it's just both teams, man, so much fight. But it's it, as is typical in this kind of scenario... <sighs> Um, the thing that separates out the Patriots from the team like the Chiefs is the little things. It's the discipline things. And D Ford, yeah. D Ford, I don't know if you guys saw this, and I can't believe I can't believe this is what he said, but he was he was offsides. I know Andy Reid talked about how they usually just issue a warning or whatever, bro. He was offsides. You can't you can't complain about it, but. But here's the audio where he's talking to somebody on the sideline about this. He was asking a coach. They said I was lined up offside. Was I? <laughs> was I? Uh, yeah. Uh, the survey says yes. Yes. <laughs> the survey says yes. You were offsides, I mean, friend. Being a former, <laughs> you know, in high school playing defensive line, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you got to watch where you line up. Where you got a lot. It's not even where you put your hands, where you put your helmet. Yeah. And yeah look look and down at the when, ball, put your hand there, and then have your head behind, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, head behind exactly. your hand. <laughs> head behind your hand, dude. Sounds kind of dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> Just a little bit. We bet. You know, and I felt and I felt bad for the guy because I mean it that that one play you could almost look at it as that would have been that's it game's over yeah but yeah you know it, it's just one of those things where you know what you got to have that just that okay forget it just go to the next play keep playing hard and it, that kind of seemed to be what really ended up yeah. being the downfall 
Well, at I mean, least the, for the, the, until the end of the game, where until we got to overtime, right? But but again, the the point is that there were oppor- there are opportunities for both teams, and again, this was true for the Saints. It was true for the Rams. Who did more with those? It was true for the Chiefs. It was true the true for the Patriots. Who did more with them? You know what I mean? And what you essentially have are two games that save for one play, maybe two. We have an entirely different Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You're you're a not you're a, a whistle, and maybe a flag away, or yeah. a, you know one. We're a whistle. We're a non-call, and poor hand placement away from it being Saints Chiefs. It's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, but look it, it, again, the chief, the Chiefs, they they kept coming, dude. The Patriots kept going. The Chiefs kept going. Uh, I, I I love that, and um, I was pleasantly surprised how much moxie the the Chiefs had to keep on rolling, and I was delighted at how much fight the Patriots had, dude. You know. Uh, when Damian Williams took that in for a 28-24 Chiefs lead on that, for a moment I was like, oh, dude, what a game. you know. And again, that's when Belichick threw his tablet, but New England came right back, man. Edelman, Hogan, Gronk, the D4 deal, you know, it sets up third and five. Brady gets up to Gronk, gets it down to the four. It's a timeout, first and go to the four. And, you know, Burkhead just... Jams that bad boy in, man. That was a that was sixty five yards, eighty four seconds to make it thirty one twenty eight. Chiefs come ro- rolling right back. Mahomes hits wearing the sideline. He has a, a, a twenty seven yard pass play to Robinson, plus a penalty on the Patriots for being off sides, which was great for them because it stopped the clock. So they took one shot at the end zone, and then Bucker come you know comes out and bangs through a 39 yard field goal right down the pipes. Thirty one thirty one. We get to overtime, and fair or not, and at some point, you know, we can argue about the overtime rules, but they they are what they are. Uh, but I certainly thought of Super Bowl Fifty One. I certainly thought of the Patriots versus the Falcons, and they get the ball and they go right down the damn field. I mean, they flat out daggered the freaking Falcons, and they flat out daggered the freaking Chiefs, dude. Third, I mean, like third down conversions was their deal. Elman had just just clutch catches, getting hammered, bringing it in, you know, not once, <laughs> but twice. Gronk getting clutch first downs. Burkhead with big runs. They got the Patriots down to the five, and Burkhead just plows into the end zone for the game winning touchdowns, thirty seven, thirty one. And I think what I, what I'm blown away by, particularly late in that game, late in overtime, is. Why the Chiefs didn't take a freaking timeout to give their defense, I don't know, a breather, a rest, a moment to think, something. Maybe to give their now-fired defensive coordinator, Bob Sutton, a chance to maybe do something different on defense because what you were doing was not working. Yeah, because, I mean, even a timeout, even one or even both timeouts, I mean, you at least would have given at least a small pause to the momentum. Something. Plus, you saw a lot of you saw a lot of those defenders sucking wind, having Dude, hands on their hips, and just they were out, exhausted. Bro. Call the timeout, bro. I mean, they, they just they just ran roughshod on them, taking that thing down the down the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no hope, no chance. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes, no soup for you. 
you y'all lost the coin flip. We're we're finishing this thing off. Bye. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did. The only thing that stopped Patrick Mahomes was a coin toss. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's pretty wild. But at, we knew the Chiefs' defense was suspect. Good pass rush, but we knew their defense was suspect, and Patriots took advantage of that. So, a couple fun factoids. Uh, Brady is 3-0 in playoff overtime games. He's the only quarterback with three overtime wins, by the way. The Tuck game, the Super Bowl comeback versus Atlanta, and obviously the AFC Championship game versus the Chiefs. This was Brady's 12th postseason game-winning drive in the fourth quarter of overtime. You know who's Damn. next? You know who's next after him? It's next what? Do you know who's right behind it? This is Brady's 12th. Do you, do you know who's next after him? Oh, gosh. I mean, my guess would be Montana. But... Mo- Montana is in there, but he's not next. The next up You're is right. El- next. The next next up is Elway with six, Eli okay. with, and then Eli and Montana both have five. Ridiculous. Understand this though, so much clutchness. Brady was thirteen of nineteen on third down. Thirteen of nineteen, including and the Patriots, including the Patriots being four or five in a red zone. What is situational football, guys? Third down conversion, red zone conversion. That's what they did. Yeah, I mean, you may you may f it up on first and second down, but if you're converting <laughs> on third down, if you're yep. converting inside the red zone, it yep. don't matter. Nope, don't matter. Side note, and I'm gonna see if y'all 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 have a good guess in here. Um, players that have been able to reach nine title games or rounds, let's just say, cha- you know, <laughs> title rounds, title games, title rounds. The players that have reached nine of them in the last fifty years. Brady's one of them. You want to take a guess at any of the other three? I'll give you some names. I'll, I'll tell you there's three. And I will. I, I mean, I'm going to just throw out Montana just because I know the Niners. Nope. Won f- once. I know they won four with him, but I didn't know how many championship games they played with him. This is not restricted to football. That's why I said title oh, games and or rounds. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I will. I will tell you that Brady is the only football player. Okay. Jordan. Nope. Jordan had six. Gretzky. Nope. Bill really? Russell did. And this is the last fifty years. One person's still playing. One person's still playing. Mm-hmm. LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Kareem. Magic. LeBron. Oh, yeah. And Brady. In the last 50 years, those are your only players to reach nine title games or rounds. That's it. That's crazy. It's only basketball and football. Mm -hmm. Again, it's last 50. I'm sure if you go back, if you expand that out, you'll get some other stuff. But I just find it amazing that for as great of a player as he was, that Gretzky is not among that. I I just Mm -hmm. thought that's kind of that's kind of just crazy. It is, but it goes to show you how tough it is to do that. Very true. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be good. It's another thing to make the playoffs. It's another thing to make your conference or division or whatever championship. And it's another thing to make the finals, whether that's the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals, the World Series, or the Super Bowl. It's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, I was Matt and I were talking earlier, and I'm like, I don't think we will. I mean, this Patriots dynasty is unlike really anything we've ever seen, like, 
since what the Yankees back in the day. I mean, we're t- they. I mean, they're an era-defining team. It's yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's the Packers. Yeah. You know, you have the Lombardi Packers. You've got certainly the '70s Steelers. I know that bleeds a little over into the '80s, but Showtime Lakers. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Showtime Lakers. Um, certainly the Celtics. Um, certainly chunks with the Yankees. This this is an all-time across sports. You know uh, what they've done is just incredible. They are basically a 500 team for getting to the Super Bowl. That's ridiculous. Who does that? Who does that? This, by the way, is their 17th anniversary of their first Super Bowl under Tom Brady against the first team he beat in Super Bowl Bowl 36, the Rams. 17 years later, it's a Super Bowl 53 rematch with a quarterback, Goff, who's about the same age as Brady was when it all started for the Patriots. Kind of wild. Kind of Oh, fun factoid. On that last drive in overtime, uh, the Patriots had three completions on third and ten for first down. All right. On Holly Questionable, they mentioned that Ryan Tannehill only had three third and ten conversions all season. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed. The Patriots did a three-time on one drive, man. Oh, Lord. But here's some fun factoids for you. Tom Brady, 72-1 and one as a starter when leading by 14-plus points at the, at the end of the half. The only loss was the 2006 AFC Championship game. That's it. Yep. 21-3. Uh, yep. Bill Belichick, well, let's just say Belichick and Brady are 4-1 and one going against top five number one scoring offenses in the playoffs. All right. Well, actually make it 5-1 because they beat the Chiefs. Um <laughs> Tom Brady has been to more Super Bowls than he has played road playoff games. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> All right. Just it's just nuts, man. It's just nuts. Um I will say I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl, but I guess we need to get out of here. So any kind of wrap up thoughts from any of you for uh whether it's Saints Rams, whether it's more relevantly more relevant here Patriots <laughs> Chiefs. Uh, Brady, Belichick, any of that. Randy, what you got? Let's take out all the the bullshit. Let's look at just the games in general. I'm going to throw and my dog out real quick. The, these, are, these two championship games this past weekend were probably the most entertaining, just absolutely amazing games that I've seen. The, the competitiveness, how even the teams were just – the never-say-die attitude of all four teams combined, it was absolutely just, it was awesome. You know, obviously, you know, with the Saints-Rams game, you get that one little black mark that is going to be the narrative for that game. And, you know, if we're lucky, some really decent change in some of the rules. And, you know, with, you know, with regardless of people griping, bitching, pissing, and moaning about the Patriots, we are for me to something so special that it's hard for me to root against them coming this next Super Bowl because it's just something that's so unique that you don't get to, you don't really get to be a part of so much. Right. I really think that this Super Bowl, regardless of what happens, 
is going to be, I, I'm really hoping it's going to be something, just a good game, a solid game, something that we can all just look back fondly on and just be like, I was, you know, I remember when, you know, this happened. And ultimately, these playoffs have been pretty great. I mean, yeah. this has probably been the most competitive I've seen. Even when you go back to the wild card games, the divisional round, these games have been great. It's there's always been a good story involved. There's always been something good and entertaining about these games, and I'm been really excited about the playoffs. I'm right there with you. I have the distinct impression that we're gonna get a hell of a send off for this, you know, NFL season. I'm excited for next weekend. Yeah, no, I, I like the setup. I don't, you can talk about the. You know, oh, the old guy, Belichick versus McVay. But what I think is more relevant is what the what the Rams did to the Saints was Bill Belichickian. You know what I mean? Like they they patrioted them. You know what I mean? They withstood yeah. the beginning of it. They didn't get you know out of sorts. They had to overcome. They had to overcome from a football standpoint. They had to overcome from an officiating standpoint. Uh, granted, they had some calls that broke in their favor. Clear, clearly. Uh, but they had to win that. They had to take that. They had to win that. And I, I thought what they did in-game, their adjustments, their ability to, 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 to go to a, a volatile environment when they're down and could have folded, folded tense, they didn't do it. So that attitude, the approach that they have with scheming, with, with making things work for people. What I'm curious about, I, the age is, their age is their age. But I'm very curious to see the McVeigh's football mind against Belichick's football mind. And then it's a matter of how they get their teams prepared, the positions they put their players in, and do their players execute. The Patriots have been there. They've done it. The Rams have. I mean, there's some players on the Rams that have playoff experience. Don't get me wrong. C.J. Anderson, by the way, has. has, I mean, he's he was part of a couple of Broncos teams that took the Patriots out in the playoffs. So Mm -hmm. he was funny in some one of the post game interviews in front of his locker. He was like, "How do I keep ending up playing these guys?" (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed. I thought it was so funny. And and the Rams are capable. You know, I I don't know how good golf is. You know. Uh, Brady clearly is an all-time guy. If you don't think he's the GOAT, that's fine. But he's at the table with maybe two other guys. Montana, Manning maybe. I mean, you know, he's in the mix. If he's not your one, he's probably your two. Unless you're just being ridiculous. And maybe he's your three, but he's in there. He's at the table. So... and I think another th- exciting thing is is like for guys like Indomik and Sue who've been mm. part of just crap teams, and some of them have actually made the playoffs or been okay, but finally, you know, a, a player of his caliber finally getting that first taste of the Super Bowl. Did you know? It, you know speaking of Indomike, did you know that New England hasn't given up a sack yet in the postseason? Damn, zero. That's going to change. Well, that's a reasonable it's expectation, quite possible. right? That's a reasonable expectation. 
I would love to know, is there going to be a prop bet on Indomike Su curb, uh, like stomping or kicking Tom Brady in the nuts or stomping on his chest? <laughs> I'm just I'm hashtag asking for a friend. <laughs> well, D-Stat may know. Might be a, you know, Cle- what Cletorius? Who was that? Yeah, Cletorius may make an appearance. I don't know. Did we lose Shannon? Did he disappear? That's okay if he did. Yeah, he's, uh, his head is he's definitely... Oh, that's okay, bad. that's okay. Side note, side note, side note. Largest margin of victory in any Belichick Brady Super Bowl is six points. That came on that touchdown in the overtime versus the Falcons. They won three. They won three of the Super Bowls by a field goal. They won one by four points. They lost by three and four points to the Giants. And their largest margin of defeat was versus the Eagles. But even then, a Hail Mary they had a Hail Mary at the end of that game that Granted, they would have needed a two-point conversion, but they lost 41-33. to So they were down eight. So essentially a one-score game. Oh, yeah, he's snoring. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> it's a shame. We ought to record Shannon. You know that commercial where that, that old guy sitting in a chair and his nose plays like I don't know, some, some crazy <laughs> song? Yeah, I, I think I think that could totally be Shannon, right? It is. Th- to be fair, it is three a.m. I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? Where's he at? Hold on, let's pull up. Oh my God, look at Shannon. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know what's bad when I've lasted outlasted Shannon. I'm not even gonna <laughs> follow that up with a comment. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my I'm, God. I'm, 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 so, I'm, I'm completely leaving that one alone. <laughs> That's impressive. I think for uh, all of our own sanity. How is his neck not hurting? Oh, my God. Because he's tired and he's been drinking. Did he have the 1050 or was that just you, Randy, that had the 1050? I had the 1050, but he was looks like he was down in quite a few different types of beers. So he was talking about hitting like all the Game of Thrones beers. Did he drink all four of the Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, no wonder he's out. Or maybe he was just listing off what he had, but I know I saw him with like two or three different beers. So. Nah. He, you know, it, it's like, well, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> it's too much, dude. He shut himself down. Yeah, it seems that way. He did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. Um, look, uh, here's one thing I find super interesting. And don't forget, we were talking about the Eagles and the Patriots. Oh my God. Shannon's killing me. Uh, we were talking about the Eagles and the Patriots. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can mute. Let me see if I can mute. Oh, oh, I can mute. There he's muted. Okay. Watch this. We can unmute. Oh, can we not unmute? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Shannon. Night, night. Night, night. We, we muted you. So now we just, now we just see him. Oh well, that's okay. But keep in mind that last year the the Patriots did not have Edelman, and they didn't have Hightower. They have them both back this year. The reason I bring up Edelman in specific, and I didn't I didn't realize this. Edelman, a couple different interesting numbers. 
Edelman has seven career postseason 90-plus yard receiving games. The record is eight. Randy, who do you think holds the record? (laughs) Jerry Rice. You are correct, sir. Over the last decade, Julian Edelman, who most people would be like, really? Nice beard? Whatever. You underappreciate this guy. Julian Edelman, over the last 10 years, his postseason career ranks, okay, targets, 163, first. Receptions, 105, first. Receiving yards, 1,271, first. Yards after reception, 456, first. First down receptions, 71. First. Dude's a baller. Especially come playoff time. Especially come playoff time. (laughs) And he also yells at Tom Brady. Nice ball! Thanks, baby. baby. You're too old. You're too old. (laughs) You're too old. You're too old. You're too old. Shannon, you fell asleep during the podcast. You're too old. (laughs) 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 Anyway, oh my God, that's pretty wild. Anywho, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Let's go ahead and get the hell out of here. Let's let Shannon get to sleep. Um, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed both games. Obviously some flaws. Neither one was perfect. Certainly some issues with officiating. I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. I, I love the matchup of McVay and Belichick. Uh, I, I would certainly think that the playoff experience, the Super Bowl experience, the preparation experience is going to make a bit of a difference. The Rams have some players that do have postseason and Super Bowl experience, but nothing like what the Patriots have. Zero like what the Patriots have. They're very unique. And uh, I know they're easy to hate. I get it. I, 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 I don't fault anybody for pulling for the Rams or for hoping the Patriots lose. I get it. At some point, what this is is going to be over, and they're going to be gone. And I think that they're going to be... People are going to look back and say, I lived through something that was great. I hated them. Some people, I loved them and they were great. And plenty of people are going to be like, I hated them, but they were great. You know? And and they're going to go down as one of those teams. You know, the old school Celtics. The old school Packers. The Terry Bradshaw Steelers. You know, the Bulls. The Jordan era Bulls. Who, outside of that weird whatever the hell... That was baseball stint, retirement stint. I mean, if I could, you know, I'd I'd bet anything they would have won eight in a row. Oh, no doubt. The way that team was. They were that good. And and that's a different era of basketball. You know, people are so used to the way stuff is now. That was a a, a different league, dude. (laughs) That was a different league, man. But... Jordan is prime. That team, nasty. You know, certainly different runs. You can look across sports. 
there there are just eras of teams you'll remember. The early you know the early mid nineties Cowboys and that was relatively a short period short duration. Certainly the Yankees have had chunks of time, you know. But this era, the Patriots, love them, hate them, whatever, however you feel. When it's done and we get some separation, I think people will look back and really appreciate what it was on a different level because it was greatness. They didn't win every Super Bowl. They didn't go every year. But nine? <laughs> nine? Nine out of 18? And Brady's not done yet. Barring an injury that knocks him out and shuts him down. Belichick's not done yet. Kraft's not done yet. To bat 500 for going to the Super Bowl? Insane. Insane. I think we will look back and, and really appreciate this era for greatness. Even if you don't like it. And that's that's such a sign of sports respect. You know what I mean? You can hate them. You can hate them. You can despise them. You can wish your team was like them, or you can just wish they'd fail and go away. But they suck up all that attention because of what they've done, what they've accomplished, and how they do it. Every year there's somebody that, you know, people, well, now people are trying to find their McVeigh, but for a while people were trying to find their Belichick. Not Cleveland, because they got rid of them, but people were trying to find their Belichick. Now people are trying to find their McVeigh. I love the setup for the Super Bowl. I'm very curious how these play out. I love their minds going against each other. And then, because they're both of those guys are going to put their players in positions to execute, and it's just a matter of how their players do, how they execute. Do they play at a high level? Who makes the mistakes? Who overcomes the mistakes? And quite frankly, given the officiating this year, who overcomes the damn officiating? Um, and maybe we'll have some more heartbreaking kicking. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But I love the setup. I love the setup. I think it's gonna. I, I think it's gonna be a good one. Side note: uh, fifth time that both road teams have won the conference championship games in the Super Bowl era. Last time, Randy, do you know when it was? Uh, unfortunately, not off the top of my head. No. Twenty twelve, 49ers and the Ravens. Really? Oh, that's right. Because yeah, the. Uh-huh. That's right. Flacco was just like lights out, like through the wild card yep. and everything. Yep. yep. Okay. That that was that was sex. And the Panther. Niners won in Atlanta. Yep. Yep. That was the Sex Panther perfect era. Joe Flacco. Ravens took out the Patriots, and the 49ers took out the Falcons. Yep. I did not realize. Other fun factoid: that five of the last twelve NFC championships have gone to OT. Damn! I didn't I even think like, about that either. Yeah, I was like, damn, dude. I feel like I got to look that up. That's what they had running on the screen on ESPN. I was like, holy crap. That's amazing. That's amazing. Patriots, pretty impressive. Yeah. Patriots, by the way, the first team to return to the Super Bowl of the year after losing it since the 1993 Bills. So, well, of course, as we all know, the Bills went to four straight and lost all uh, four straight. Lost, so. lost all four. Heartbreaking. Best one was the first. Best chance they had was the first. Yep. <laughs> and then it was all a debacle. They got they got completely murdered by the NFC East. <laughs> murdered. Uh, Cowboys got them. Giants got them. Redskins got them. I don't know who else mm-hmm. got them. I'm forgetting. Didn't the Cowboys win twice? Twice. 
Yeah, well, there you go. The Cowboys. Yeah, so they they just got they just got slaughtered by the NFC East. Terrible. And I was like, every year Chris Berman picked the Niners and the Bills, and then it was just always the Bills versus the NFC East. Yep. That was a that was that was a good era of NFC East football, dude. Oh yeah, Some definitely. Good teams. That's all I have left to think about of good Redskins football. It's <laughs> pretty sad. Uh, maybe I can just turn PI down and Madden and play with the Redskins, and then I'll feel there better. You go. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even play Madden anymore. Uh, anyway, well, look, Matt, uh, you got any, you got any wrap up thoughts? We got to get out of here. You got any wrap up thoughts I'm on these games? Good. You good? All right, Randy. Yeah. Any any kind of wrap up thoughts on anything? Or you, or, or you ready to roll? No, I'm good. I mean, since we might, you know, have a you know episode later in the week to yeah, we might do our Super Bowl stuff. You know, I'll wait till then. Yeah. Well, um, er, early prediction. I, I'll say this, and we'll we'll revisit early prediction. Um, I'm very intrigued by the Rams' defense, particularly uh, Donald and uh, certainly in you know, versus the Patriots O-line. Uh, the Patriots have done a great job keeping Brady clean. And the other thing is that Brady can get the ball the hell out of there. I saw one analyst talking about Brady as if he, he was Neo in the Matrix. You know what I mean? And it's like, everybody moves at this speed, and then Brady moves at this speed because he's seen it all. There isn't anything you're going to do that he hasn't seen. So then it's just a matter of his execution. Um, but yeah, the Rams D-line, and I've, I've said over the course of the year, I thought the Rams D-line would... would do the or the Rams defense would do them in at some point. Well, we're at the Super Bowl, so if there's a there's a time where their defense is going to do them in, I guess if I'm running with my picks, this is the game their defense does them in. Yeah, uh, but they've ramped it up in the playoffs, which probably shouldn't be a shock. But I I, th- I think the Rams defense is good. I think the Patriots will scheme their stuff very effectively. Uh, I love the setup of McVay and Goff. Um, that tandem, but it's really about McVay. How the hell does a coach have somebody, he hires somebody to keep him from running onto the field or whatever. That's hilarious. Side note. Uh, that's like, that's like Bill Belichick hiring somebody to rip the sleeves off his hoodie. You know what I mean? It just, it's just, come on y'all. But I, I, I can't put my faith in golf over Brady. You know what I mean? I just can't. Yeah. Um, if it, if it's something where the Rams defense is just, beyond phenomenal i certainly expect this to be a a good game i i I think you know it's very plausible that this is a one score which again the their their history their track records as it will be but that doesn't guarantee that but i i like how the rams had the moxie the resolve and the guts to come back in that game versus the saints on the road i like how they did that and I love how the, the Patriots held off and dealt with the Chiefs and then, you know, played a different game in the second half and yeah. found a way. Both of those teams found a way. Both of those teams overcame. Both of those teams earned their wins. And both of those teams could have lost if one play goes a different direction. That's A, how good the games were. And B, how you know how close that th- this is to being something totally different. <laughs> but teams that good teams find ways to win, great teams find ways to win and finish. So 
if they're both good and they they have great moments, who do I believe can finish? Rams got to prove it to me. The Patriots already have. So if I had to pick one, and this might change over the course of the week, but if I got to take one now, I'm taking New England. And a lot of that is I got to see golf do it in this kind of moment uh, on that stage against a team that will prep to put him in tough positions. I hope Gurley's healthy. And I hope that, uh, I hope Gurley's healthy. I don't want any excuses. Um, and if CJ Anderson and Ty Gurley come out and they just slaughter New England on the ground, what are you going to do? That's the way it goes. But Gurley can't play like he did last week. That's not going to cut it. No, not at all. Not going to cut it. You know, at, to me, the Rams defense has to ball out. If you're going to beat New England, you got to you got to get in Brady's face. You got to you got to get pressure on him. And if you're going to jam people at the line, which I would expect them to do, if you do that, you better be you better be ready for those running backs coming out of there. Hell, and their fullback, <laughs> they'll send their fullback on a wheel route, dude. <laughs> So, I think it's the chess match. I think the pregame prep chess match and then the in-game chess match. Both of those teams, first half, second halves, different different beasts last week. So, I love the setup. I love the setup. Anyway, let's go ahead and get the hell out of here. Randy, it's good to see you. I'm glad you feel better. Matt, Thank you. it's good to see you. Thanks for staying up late. You'll regret it tomorrow. shannon oh my god he's awake again you you survived shannon give me give me a wrap-up thought on uh patriots chiefs and the early super bowl call uh well i mean i'm gonna go with uh patriots obviously patriots chiefs uh you know just it's an old school game plan where you saw the master just kind of take the the young one out of their element, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to see, you know, it was like you said earlier, the Buffalo bills, giants type of game plan where you ball control. And yes, I said ball and, um, <laughs> you know, you just, you just can't count out the Patriots. It, you it, we, we, balls. We, we've seen this too many times, too many times. Not full of me, dude. Not full of me. Yeah. Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. (laughs) Thanks, Leroy Jenkins. Prove us wrong. Go take it from Eagles. Eagles showed last year what it took. I mean, and they had to leave it all out on the field. They did. Keep going. They did. They did. So, I mean, and we saw what Atlanta did. Mm-hmm. You know, they thought they had it all in the bag, and the Patriots just kind of kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, and eventually whittled it down to where they got a chance to get the win, and they got it. It's all about just when it comes to the Patriots, you have to finish them off. You have to keep the pressure on. You can't let up one bit. The moment you do, Belichick and Brady will kill you. Yep. Play smart, play to your strengths, put your players in good positions. Situational football, high level of execution, don't do anything stupid. Don't deford yourself. No. You know what I mean? Don't do that. 
<laughs> was I offsides? Really? <laughs> that sound bite. Clearly Come on, were, man. <laughs> Come nah, on, man. No, nah, bro. You got the flag, didn't you? Did, did you use some LASIK, dude? Did you need some LASIK? Is that what happened? I'm pretty sure the Chiefs can afford it. Just get it before they have to pay Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Clearly, you picked the wrong white yeah. line. <laughs> oh, no. Lawrence Taylor says, hold on, wait a minute. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What was that, cops, Justin? Say no to crack. We watched. <laughs> yeah, say no to crack. <laughs> Next in Florida on cops, say no to crack. <laughs> Brought to you by Susan Boyle. <laughs> oh my God. Nah. Anyway, yeah, we'll see if we can revisit. We'll maybe try to pack in a mini brew for giggles. Maybe we can rope Lindy into it and get a, a prediction from Mark and some prop bets. It'd be kind of fun. You know, it might be kind of a hoot to do. So we'll see. But anyway, no, let's get the hell out of here, man. Uh, look, uh, yeah, Shannon, I'm, I'm glad you woke up. Better late than never. Way to go. <laughs> tough, dude. It's tough. Dude, I had to mute you, man. You were over there snoring. I was like, ah, oh, bro. What are you going to do? Dude, I haven't been up this late in a while. No, it's okay. Sorry, right. me either. Well, okay, that maybe three thirty. I like Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Shannon, you know this. Yeah, I know. Take the over. Take the over. This is how we do it. Let's see. No, all kidding aside, look, uh, it's good to see everybody. Randy, good to see you. Get some rest. Enjoy your weekend. Shannon, get some rest. Glad you feel better. And uh, you want to raise a glass? You got a little birthday love you want to drop real quick? Dude, I got a teenager in my house now. That's crazy. I have a teenager. That's What's up, Grandpa? <laughs> we, we, we ain't there yet. <laughs> well... No, I wasn't trying to advance her. That was more of just a, a yeah. Okay, maybe that setup didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that was more just an old blast for you outside hey, of, outside hey, of that. Four, three more days, I'll be 39. So, you know, uh, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, well, at least Mark's still in his 20s. <laughs> he didn't Supposedly. He didn't even make the podcast, man. He's in his 40s at this point. He's in his 70s. <laughs> Mark's out. Mark's out there needing some prune juice and some raisin bran. Come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we we're just teasing you, man. We love you. I hope you feel better. We love you. But it was mighty convenient that you didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the Chiefs, Steve. I still can't believe, dude. Bob Sutton, man. I know he was the fall guy, but you got to do a better job in the fourth quarter and, o- and overtime especially. Call a damn timeout. So I do like the Spags hire in Kansas City. I don't, I don't love it, but I like it. It has uh, history with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. And, of course, Spags has had some success against the New England Patriots. So... Uh, the Chiefs don't need the number one defense in the league. 
because they're probably going to have the line. Because they're probably going to have a top three offense. Uh, (laughs) But you at least need to crack the top 15 on D. Come on. Got to have the pass rush. And you have to have better game plan and in-game management than that. Uh, Maybe that's that's unfair towards Sutton. I don't know. But um, didn't like the end of that one. Didn't like didn't like offense at the end for the Saints or defense, quite frankly. And I didn't like defense at the end for the Chiefs. Terrible. Terrible, as as our friend Charles Barkley would say. Anyway. All right, guys. Let's raise the glass and get out of here. It's good to see you. Enjoy your weekends. As always, you can find us keywords are sports and brew, whether that's live sportscaster.com, our home feed on Podbean, uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. All kinds of avenues, all kinds of ways, dude. You can track us down, have a good time, man. Download it, share it, curse at us in your sleep. I don't know, send us dirty tweets. I don't know, whatever makes you happy, dude. (laughs) Whatever makes you happy, bro. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) You can yell at us and tell us we're old, like Julian Edelman giving Tom Brady the business. That's fine. You're too old! (laughs) No! As Shannon passes out and then is hacking out a lung. You're too old! (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's good. But uh, keywords of Sports and Brew. You can find us on Twitter at VA Sports Brew. And then we have a great time doing it, even if we we stay up too late and perhaps drink a little bit too much. Have the fun. Anyway, from all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. Don't enjoy the Pro Bowl, don't watch it. No, don't do it. Don't watch it. And if you do, don't watch the Pro Bowl live. DVR it. If you have to watch it, DVR it. Don't do it live. Don't look. Don't go Bill O'Reilly. No, no Bill O'Reilly. No Bill O'Reilly. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But uh, from all of us, all of you, have a great weekend, and we will catch you hopefully uh, next week. But worst case scenario, after the Super Bowl, we'll we'll uh, catch back up. Excuse me, catch back up, revisit, and. Have a throwdown, man. All right, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Good night. Go get some rest. Good night now. Late. Howdy. I don't think there's a way to save this. the end of this podcast. I don't even think Mariano Rivera can save this thing. <laughs> All right. Good night, fellas. Good night, Bye. gentlemen. Bye, guys. Late. I just got Ron Zacapa in my eye hole. Ow. <laughs> How did that happen? I've got a cover on my Yeti, and somehow it still splashed me in the eye. Ron Zacapa in my eye hole is a little strong. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, my God. All right. That's certainly a cue. I'm splashing yeah. myself in the face with liquor. That's like F off a clock. Late. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs>